Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here. Never not funny, right around the corner. But first, bottom line, whatever you're wearing right now, Mack Weldon is better. Do you understand what I mean by that? Mack Weldon is a men's essential brand that believes in smart design, premium fabric, simple shopping. I love the Mack Weldon. I wear the underpant. I wear the T-shirt. Uh, boy, do I love their T-shirts. I am a fan. They've got, and they've got, a, they've got a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. They want you to be comfortable. I want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, keep it. They're still going to give you a refund. They will not ask you a question. I may ask. I may shake you down for some info. But Mac Weldon is going to let you be uh, with that pair of underpants as well as your coin back if you're not happy. But you are going to be happy. Go to MacWeldon.com. MacWeldon.com. Then if you use the promo code PARDO, that's my last name, by the way, you get 20% off. 
Go to MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off using the promo code Pardo. MacWeldon, they're better than what you're wearing right now. Here comes Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. I'm hopping and popping. Oh, so you want to flip the dibble. You don't think I twerk? Well, I didn't know that. Eric, shut the f*** up. <laughs> Did we just make it better for women? <laughs> That's what we do here. We spitball. You just gave her an armful of lettuce? I'm in. Love it. Let's go. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody. Just welcome to the program. Episode 2212 is the uh, episode number. Where is my clock? Oh, no. So in a rush. Where is it? Oh, there it is. I covered it up with what we call a piece of paper. And that's that's a show business phrase. That's a, that's a piece of paper is a phrase that few people know that that's where piece of paper came from. Well, show business. it is. Uh, it started on the boards. It started uh, the great uh, the bard uh, Billy Shakes. <laughs> he would uh, write uh, and put it on uh, um, parchment, and uh, from there uh, paper. Yeah, right. And I think it was William Shakespeare who was the first one who said, "Got to get that paper." And he was obviously talking about making money with his plays. And, I don't uh, know. I don't know what that's a reference to. <laughs> it's, it's a rap. It's, it's just a way of saying I make that money. Got to make that money. Got to yeah. get that paper. huh? Well, mm-hmm. now, Rock beats paper or Scissor? Uh, who wins this? Scissor beats paper. Rock uh, gets covered by paper. Mm-hmm. There's never. Is there ever a way to... Uh, what would? There's, not a, there's never a tie. Something always beats something in that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that unnecessary game <laughs> that uh, I guess can decide uh, who gets first bat, right? Isn't that how you, what you do it for the... Who's going to pick up this tab? That sort of thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think my kids like to do it, but I don't, I guess, uh, I'm trying to think when, when, like, why would they do it? Like what, what is there joy to it? I mean, I'm sure as a kid, there was some sort of joy, yeah. but what is that joy? I'm well, just, for Zoe, it's the joy of beating a younger child who doesn't understand. Doesn't understand it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, for Charlie, I think he just thinks it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I think I did as a kid too. To like throw gang signs, <laughs> right. You get to, uh, uh, all right, what do you get? Uh, okay, well, we understand a rock, paper, scissors, sports gym. Jesus. Do, What's do the one? Guys? Elliot, I know you I probably got it locked and loaded already. What's the five one? There's one with five, oh, and then there's yeah, one with like 17. Uh, Lizard Spock, I believe. Yeah, it's like they did it on uh, Big Bang Theory, I guess. Rock, yeah. paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Yeah, and then there's a whole grid. And then there's of one. Means what. It's not and, a circle, it's a. Yeah. And what's hole. Lizard? I don't remember. Like how do you do it? What do you? What, what? Oh, I don't. I don't know anything about it. I've never actually played. And what Spock? You just see, I was counting. Spock these? is just this. Like, yeah, you just oh, it's that. For Spock. Yeah, but I was counting on Elliot to know all the ins and outs. I've never. Of pl- it. I've never played that version Thinking. because I've had zero interest. Guess you're not the game master. All right, stop the wheeze laugh. I'm not kidding. It, it, it has to. I, it I ends. It ends know, today. You're not going to put me in my head about my laugh because then you're going to end up with. I mean, it could be Woody Woodpecker. Do you want that? No. I will say this: uh, the the person that posted it was either yeah. Pardoisms or 
Never Not Viney, that gentleman, whoever posted it on uh, Twitter this past weekend, it made me blurt laugh on the plane <laughs> because you, your response where you just own it yeah. is so you charming. Like 100% know that it's yeah. terrible. I don't know. And it's just so <laughs> wonderful. Like that, that, like when people are going, oh, it's a pain in the ass, right? Like you just show them that clip. It's like, no, this is who he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he tolerates the other bullshit. But, uh, and we tolerate his other bullshit. Well, it's a lot just, of bullshit to tolerate around here. Just know uh, that he hates himself. If that is. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Uh, well, and that's the uh, now. Listen, before I forget, speaking of planes, I was in Salt Lake City over the uh, weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Saw our friend Keith Stubbs up there. He's got the uh, great club Wise Guys. Some great Never Not Funny fans came by. Uh, Jake Iverson and his brother Wyatt drove in seven hours. What? Wow! From Bozeman, Montana, they drove in. That was uh, very flattering, very kind. And uh, our old friend uh, been with us from day one, Jennifer Pelkey. Yeah, uh, came to the program and uh, good to see Jennifer. And then, of course, other Never Not Funny fans. And I apologize, Sean and some other folks whose names I will not remember at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember Jake because I talked to him from the stage and I mentioned he drove seven hours. And of course, Jennifer has been with us from. Uh, I mean, from day I, one. that name, Jake Iverson, is I feel like he's been around a long time, too. I just know that name from people from, I don't know, emailing us or tweeting. Yeah, or I recognized it as well. Like, I didn't know uh, when I was speaking to him from the audience. I was from the stage. He was in the audience. You know, the way that it works. You know, I'm the star. He's the peon, the idiot, the, show, the idiot moron that drove seven hours to watch his hero. Um, you ever thought about mixing it up? Maybe put one of those guys on stage. You sit in the crowd. No. See how it works? No. But you keep the microphone, but they go up there. Oh, yeah. You go up there. Uncomfortably, look, look how awkwardly. fucking hard it is, idiot. Although I think our fans understand that it's a, a skill set. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, had some very nice, some new, uh, got some new fans over the weekend. Some people that appreciated the, nice. uh, uh, anyway, back to Jake Iverson. Yeah. So then he tweeted out that night, you know, uh, something in reference to the show. And I was like, holy, oh, it was Jake Iverson. Yeah. Like oh, na- so you didn't know at the time. No, I didn't. That's, yeah, that's yeah. so frustrating when like, I know I, I've probably said this before and it sounds dorky, but um, if you, uh, if you meet us at a show just tell me what your Twitter handle is so I know who you are. Yeah. Because I'm not going to put it together. But I've, afterwards, if I see a tweet from you with the picture of us, I'm like, oh, why didn't that's, you say that was you? I know your name. I now, that said, I, I think we've met Jake Iverson a pro- half a dozen times. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So that, uh, anyway, we're giving Jake Iverson way too much airtime right now. He doesn't deserve it. As he's driving back, he and his brother, who wore a, the most uncomfortable looking cowboy hat I've ever seen in my life. Oh, his brother Alan came with him? Alan Iverson? <laughs> He's a football player. Is he a football player? Basketball. basketball. God damn it. I had two sports to choose from because I knew it wasn't baseball. Right. Certainly on, Jimmy, wasn't. Jimmy, he lives in the key. No. Oh, is that him? No, it's not Elliot's afraid of the paint. I've been told he's I'm afraid, afraid of it. I'm afraid of the key, yeah. He's got the fundamentals. He's got the the, the skills. He can dribs. got the dribs. Mike. You know what? You were better off before the show started you know, dealing with your headache. Go back to that. Go back to quiet. I want to get rid of my headache, Garen, as opposed to this interrupting bullshit, Garen. I also feel like you're reacting to, there was a tweet this morning or last oh. night about how people, someone laughed, like loved that you were making those comments. Now you're just. You got to get the people what they want. Just chasing the dragon. I don't like that. Don't yeah, like I don't that. like it either. I'm with Matt Belknap on that, and he is the producer. Well, wait, what's your new nickname? We gave you a new nickname that we really... No, it wasn't the nickname. It was the location. Oh, the location. Oh, we're the dashboard. The, the dashboard, dashboard yeah. yeah. He's at the dashboard. He's the driver. He's in the driver's seat, isn't he? Uh, all right, well, Garen, uh, Garen and I are both wearing shirts that are just a little too snug for us today. <laughs> we're going to probably join that party, too. No, yours looks nice. Mm. 
You know, that is, and I've said this before, that is one of my, I, I own that same shirt. Yeah. That's one of my favorite shirts of all time. Yeah, Mario DiGiorgio, one color. It's not. It's nothing okay. but basically a little take on the Trans Am logo, but yeah. there's something about that particular color combo and the... Um, it's kind of 8-bit-ish, like an 8-bit Firebird. Yeah. Also, the uh, the shirt he chose for it is the nice. softest of all the shirts. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, anyway, he had a great time at Salt Lake City. He had a... Uh, I tweeted this out yesterday as I was... Um, Here's what happened yesterday, by the way, at the airport. This is not uh, interesting nor exciting, but I was, uh, uh, as I was getting ready to leave the hotel to go to a, very smartly took a noon flight, which I got to start doing. These 6 a.m.s are mm-hmm. for the birds. It's unbelievable how much difference it makes to be able to sleep in just a tad. Yeah. Um, well, when you're only flying, that's not too far. That's not bad. If you're going farther than you yeah. want to get home. Midwest, East Coast. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm getting ready to leave uh, for my flight from the uh, hotel, which is just a 15-minute ride. And... Um, Got a text that uh, my flight's been delayed by 25 minutes. Oh, all right, great. Well, I'm already heading there. There's no reason to slow boat it. So, uh, still went, and so I'm just I'm just killing time. I did not have my headphones on, and I'm grateful for it. Just walking around, just sitting, you know, walking, sitting. Uh, while all that, while uh, in the meantime, some guy, and I, uh, this is the part I tweeted out. Some guy um, uh, says um, he's on the phone behind me, sitting waiting for flights, and I saw him as I was sitting down, and and he's. You know, the only thing he's not wearing is a muscle tee. You know what I mean? Like, you know exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's talking like this. He's on the phone. He's like, yeah, we're going to get you there, man. We're going to get it. We're going to do it. And we're going to. And then he's talking, you know, he's using catchphrases and just really like cult like sort of uh, convers- you know, terms and mm-hmm. stuff like real like uh, you know, uh, almost maybe CrossFit paleo sort of <laughs> stuff where, you know, it's like this guy's put like he's making this other guy feel good. But at the same time, putting him down that he's got to get it. Mm-hmm. So he then he finally just goes, you got to put your big boy pants on and make some noise. All right, I'll talk to you. <laughs> but he's doing it yeah. in the and he's being an asshole. Yeah. So then puts the phone down and I immediately pick up my Twitter box and take care of some business and let uh, the world know I've got an asshole sitting behind me. Uh, and he was just kind of a dick. He was yeah. a dick. So then he's, uh, people are going about their business, and I just hear, again, he's by himself. Gotta know when to hold him. Know when to fold. Yeah, like Kenny Rogers, I love him. What? Know when to what? walk. Nobody fucking, With, you, you attention-seeking asshole. Did he have headphones in? No. He was just singing it. He's just singing it. Oh, my God. He was just, just inspired by his conversation to, just, like. Maybe. Just begging but begging for attention. Begging for somebody to, oh, yeah, I know that one. I, I don't know, then to engage him. Was he on drugs? I thought maybe he was tweaking a little bit. That, yeah. that was that's my take on this. He's all and certainly roids. He's <laughs> roided up. There's no doubt in right. my mind this guy's roided up. Sure. So this is happening. This is all going down. While I got uh, you know the best of Kenny Rogers happening behind <laughs> me, um, I hear a gentleman. Uh, is that one of our? Uh, no. I hear a gentleman um, uh, faintly on the faintly on the uh, the uh, over the loudspeaker. Uh, and I keep checking in about my flight, by the way. You just keep checking in. And I, I hear faintly on the loudspeaker, uh, uh, now boarding at Group 5 for Los Angeles. And I'm like, Group 5 for Los Angeles? Uh, well, that can't that can't be. And so I walk down there. All of a sudden, my, my, my it's plane's not delayed. not delayed. It's leaving uh. on time. So I walk on the plane. And then as I sit down, my phone buzzes. Your flight is back to regular time. No, but where was this not, 10 minutes? Yeah. What if, what, what if I had headphones on? Right, yeah. I'd still be sitting there like an ass oh. and then walk up when I think it's time to board. What, and it's, it's already gone. What's weird is the app usually 
is ahead of the game, I feel like. The app is usually... Usually this, they say it... The app says it before the announcement yeah. happens, in my experience. I was but, very... Und- I mean, look, I got here. It was fine. Yeah. Speaking of getting here, Peter Partini just walked in with his shower shoes on. Yeah. And, Appreciate uh, dressing up, man. Yeah. We'll head you back to what the... What happened? Uh, you got... You, you worked... The top is fine, and then you just lost interest, but you got to waist down. You're like, fuck it. for comfort. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, a little too close for comfort. <laughs> Doesn't apply to this, but... Uh, uh, There's always some article of clothing. Use that microphone. He doesn't know that. Why do we yell at people like they should understand? There's a switch on it, too. Oh, gotta turn it on. There we go. There's always some article of clothing that you have an opinion on when I walk in, well, whether it's, well, or my hair. You must know that the flip-flops were not going to fly. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you I guess they're it. out now, but I don't care. I went for comfort. No, they're it's not. A long day we just don't, we don't care for them okay. uh, in this uh, dojo. Uh, by the way, there's a chance Ellis Paul is going to walk in here wearing a sandal or a flip-flop, yeah. too. I just saw a photograph of him recently with the... Uh, we're at a sandal. Oh, boy. Hard pass. What do we have to do to get the message out? This is a no-toe zone. You know what? It's a no-pet, it's, 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 it's no no-toe. Yeah. Now that, now, that said, Peter, the last time you were here, when you uh, came in with the, uh, with the great Joe Mantani, I don't know if that was the last time you were here, but you were certainly here with Joe, uh, we, t- we were complimenting your hair. We were talking about it was a gorgeous yes. head of hair. You somehow took that <laughs> as an insult. We were, we were raving about your hair. I'm a weird guy. I like I love attention, but but there's certain types of attention that really make me uncomfortable, and I, I no clue why. And here's one of them. So you don't want to hear anything about what your hair looks like. You just want to pretend. It's I just, just want it to be uh, just brushed aside. Neutral. Well, pun, <laughs> no intended. pun intended. Well, first of all, it looks great again today. Thank you. But, it, but that day, though, remember that day? Oh, it never, it never looked better. <laughs> I don't. I think I'm oh, gonna have to pull up some video. Pull up on a that. photograph of that <laughs> yeah. so you can see Peter's hair that day. But even put on like Facebook, uh, hey, listen to this, get past them r- ragging on my hair or something. Ragging on your, we're not ragging. Yeah. We're two idiots that wouldn't shut up how beautiful it looked. Oh, uh, well. He's All like, right. He's like, I he's appreciate like it. He's got the reverse of that thing. Like some uh, like comics, when they start out, they can't tell the difference between people laughing or like heckling them. Right. Like they just think all the audio feedback they're getting is positive, positive. And they're yeah. just like, hey, uh, and it's like, dude, you're bombing. We, 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 we call that laugh ears. <laughs> yeah. We call that oh, laugh wow. ears. Now, By listen, way, Peter Pardini is here. Now, what's up, Pete? I have the uh, the mandatory Chicago stuff for you. What do we got? Oh, well, look, got some subies? Yes. I don't know. If, Look, I don't know if I gave you the picture the last time you were. No, the show. you did not. No, this then, is very nice. Then there's the the new tour book too that focuses on Chicago too. This is Peter. I cannot thank you enough for this. There you go. I know that the picture's ripped a little bit at the top, but I'm going to ask you. You'll, to you'll t- get past it. I'm going to ask you to take this back. Then I can't <laughs> have any. Uh, oh, this is beautiful. Beautiful tour book mm-hmm. focuses on Chicago too, which is uh, if you don't have the Stephen Wilson remix, uh, that's the one I recommend. It uh, sounds terrific. Chicago 2. Mm-hmm. And they're currently doing Chicago 2 uh, from start to finish in concert. Right. They take a little break, then they come back and they do a greatest hits. I like to talk to Chivarelli about that. I've got some ideas. <laughs> what are your ideas? I'll relay. You know what? I'll tell you what my ideas are. Here's what I like to see them do. Pete, I mean this sincerely. I think because there are so many people there that don't know uh, Chicago 2, and it starts out with uh, moving on, moving in. Mm-hmm. And right? Is that not the, the first song? That's it. And uh, and then uh, to the road, and then uh, home for the people. I believe is third, and then don't uh, indicate in to me country. as if I have any uh, idea the, what you're talking country. about. In the country, I know, I like wake up, sunshine, ballet, <laughs> right, 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 and we, so on. We got it, you know. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of people in the audience don't. So my suggestion would be this: Please welcome Chicago. They come out, pop into maybe beginnings, open up with a little beginnings. Oh, I know this one. Then do something from the uh, later day. Then maybe do a little. Uh, maybe then you're the inspiration in that area. 
then uh, give a little, uh, close it out, maybe a little, feel, you know, I don't know about feeling strong, maybe a little something. And then, hey, you know what? Uh, we're celebrating our 50th year of this. Uh, we're going to do Chicago. And then you then you do Chicago, too. It's interesting. I think they're at a point now where they just don't care. They're just like, in, in, the, in the meaning that they want to play it, so they're going to play it. And it's like, we're going to play all the greatest hits at the end. But it is funny because there are comments from people who would message on Facebook after it, like they first started doing it. And some, some people, like maybe two per show, would message and say, I couldn't believe that you played all your new music. I left. And it's like, you didn't listen when Robert was saying that this was all... Their second 47 album that was 48 years old. Yeah. years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> it's all that new stuff. I don't need to hear that moving in. This is so, my fault, by the way, that we're talking about Chicago again. That's true. <laughs> so. uh, well, we knew what to expect when you're yeah. walking through the door. Well, this looks beautiful. <laughs> Some, it's gonna, it's a beautiful. They, they call this a, um, a tour program. So, Jimmy, would you have them then uh, at the end of Chicago too? Then leave the stage then come take that back, break then come back and do and, and do like a extended encore yeah i would even i don't i'm gonna even say you gotta do three up top i would say open up with a with a classic mm-hmm. get them mm-hmm. there we go there's that band then do something but you get the young kids the they're not young anymore they're in their 40s get the the, the 80s do something from the uh, classic then do something from the 80s and then a- acknowledge what we're doing we're celebrating uh, this chicago too here we go let's have some fun to quote jimmy panko i've even heard the f the idea of doing a side at a time so you do a side of chicago too then hits then a side then hits i'm going to talk to some people about how that's a horrible idea <laughs> <laughs> you can't break up the can't break it up the whole do it all the way through i okay. love that i don't know the album and i don't know the band but i know that you cannot <laughs> break it up <laughs> all right well listen peter this is very nice of you Absolutely. Now, you're stopping by. You've got a new project you're working on. And then we're going to say goodbye to you because we have a, a guest coming in. Great. So, yeah, I'm working on a, a new documentary project that's called Fat, a documentary. We just opened on Indiegogo. Uh, Spell fat. F-A-T. Okay. I thought it could have been F-A-T. <laughs> and it's about the history of health myths in the United States. Oh. So, there's a ton of, you know health and diet documentaries on Netflix and that's not re- what we're really aiming to do. We're not aiming to get a bunch of talking heads and just going through this diet, that diet trials and all that stuff. But this guy, Vinny Tortorich, who I met through the Adam Carolla show, he has um, he has a tenant, a diet that's no sugar, no grains. And so I started following that and I actually lost a lot of weight. And I then I met him when I went on to the Corolla show and we started talking and he's been thinking about doing a documentary, but not about the diet, but rather about where did all the health myths in our country come from? You know, a lot of people don't know that the reason that we value, uh, you know, wheat and grains over high fat is because Eisenhower had a heart attack in 1955. And there was this long-term study to find out why he had a heart attack. And there were two trains of thought. There was one that it was sugar and grains, and then there was another that was high fat. And for whatever reason, they went with the Americans' opinion, which was the high fat one. Mm. But there's Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yes, Dwight. Mm-hmm. Good. General. And uh, the so general. the documentary is about the history the of health myths. Rise up. <laughs> we're going to interview people from both sides of the opinion who think one way and then the other the other way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we launched the Indiegogo two days ago and we're already at $30,000 and we're wow. number one on Indiegogo. Hey, that's awesome. great. Congratulations. So, so thank great. you very much. That's so, great. So where would they go on Indiegogo? What do they look for? You, I know you just gave a, a website or something, but go right they ahead. Go to, you, you can type in fatdocumentary.com and it'll go directly to the Indiegogo. So we, uh, we, we were aiming for $150,000 and uh, well, that's... you're going to get there no problem. I, I, you're already 30000 in two days. 
We yeah, we did a soft launch, and Vinny sent out one tweet to his followers. He has like twenty thousand people, and within two days we had. 21,000 and then this morning I woke up and we had 26,000. That's great. That's awesome. It's, That's great. Uh, crazy. So now we're like hard launching today. That's great. And of yeah. course you know what I'm doing today. You're getting a hard on. That's right. Ooh. Now listen Peter a couple of questions about this and Matt uh, you you uh, went to uh, film school. Mm-hmm. Uh, using cameras? <laughs> <laughs> we're considering it. Okay. I don't know what Vinny's uh, background is. I hope he understands the use of camera. <laughs> we're using cameras. Same cinematographer from uh, the Chicago. Doctor. Well listen as I've said I've, I've never looked better on camera than mm-hmm. uh, in that documentary uh, while the, uh, the, uh, the words of the credits are rolling over my face. <laughs> Uh, you're lucky you're even in there hey, dude I'm lucky I was fucking asked to be in it I, 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 and I say that on a regular basis you know that I am not negative about that I'm thrilled that I'm even in this goddamn thing and I'm thrilled that you're in it too well listen we're friends and uh, <laughs> it's called fatdocumentary.com mm-hmm. that's the name of the new project Peter Pardini is involved uh uh, the last thing was called Black Cat, which was the independent film, and mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, won many awards at some uh, film festivals across the uh, country, as did the Chicago documentary. There's no reason why this new one won't uh, be a success as well. Yeah. I don't trust Vinny, to be honest. <laughs> but I know Peter. You should Peter's, have him on. He's, he's, a, he's no? We're good. <laughs> no, we're, we're good. good. I don't need to have this fat slob term <laughs> show up here. Oh, my God. I bet he's real. He's thin. a celebrity. He was a celebrity fitness trainer for a long time and like has amazing stories. You know what? I'm back on board. What's Vinny doing? He's he well he's got a podcast that's called Fitness Confidential, but he had a book of the same name. He's he's an amazing guy. Like he had past stages of leukemia eleven years ago and was one of the lucky ones that he like got better. But they told him they said, you know, you're gonna this is gonna come back within probably within five years, because ninety-nine percent comes back within five years. And so he says, Well, what's the longest you've ever seen without it coming back and they said seven maybe it's been 11 years since it's come back and he he admits he's lucky but he also asked the doctor he's like well, so what can i do because he's already a healthy guy mm-hmm. but they said we're finding that sugar loves cancer like when you have cancer it's you should limit your the amount of sugar you have so he's just been living in ketosis for 11 years and wow. it might be helping keep it away right um but he he was he got famous for you know training celebrities and he was actually on the oprah show one of the top 10 ever oprah shows in like 1992 and has this story about how they basically tricked him into a gag into a sketch where he was dating older women and didn't know that that was what it was going to be until he got out onto the stage yeah Hmm. so he's an interesting guy but uh all right, who's this? Vinny Testaverde? What was his Vinny last Tortorich. name? Tortorich. Does he know Vinny Testaverde? Do all the Vinnies <laughs> hang out anywhere? Do they gotta... Yeah, he, he's a big Jets fan. Good. Is that, is that who Testaverde played That's for? That's right. That's a football player to me. I know who Vinny Testaverde <laughs> is. You didn't know what Allen Iverson was. I know ago. that he is a ball player and not one of the sports that I follow. But Vinny Testaverde is from I my childhood. I know who Allen Iverson is. I know the name. I didn't know what sport he did. Yeah. I don't follow basketball. I don't care. Okay. And I'd ask you to mind your own business. All right. Well, I will. Uh, hang on a second. I have to answer a um, what they call a uh, text message. All right. Uh, While you moan and groan, uh, I will say, I, I, have you read the Gary Taubes book? Uh, Gary Taubes is going to be in the documentary. Uh, he's amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I, a few years ago, I picked up this, that gigantic first book he wrote and uh, had a lot of that history stuff in it that I found really fascinating, just like how America 
got like so hooked on carbs and like uh, over everything else well yeah and you know there's there's there is something about moderation if you're like already healthy but if you're trying to get healthy like i don't understand the argument against a steak and broccoli if you're not vegan you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like steak and broccoli how can that be bad for you i just I mean, I know that's not very scientific, but, you know, I, I, nothing's ever really worked I mean, it for tastes me. great. How can it be bad for you? Well, steak and broccoli is great. I mean, it's it's I good for you yeah. uh, all the way across the board. But, yeah. th- but there's things that taste good that aren't good for you. And then cookies. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but cookies um, take a lot of science to make it these days. I mean, like even the simplest cookie, it's like there's a ton that, of that Taub's book talks about how like the sugar industry developed and, and how before you know i don't know a couple hundred years ago people didn't really eat sugar because they didn't they hadn't figured it was a out treat if yeah could right so to like have an excessive amount of it at one time was not like natural for our bodies yeah and i've gained and lost weight my entire life and i've lost 90 pounds at one point but Jesus. i was down to like 169 when i was before the chicago documentary and up then top, when i brother. started <laughs> editing that i went up to like 238 mm-hmm. and i was like well, how did this happen I, didn't, I, I was wearing sweats the whole time editing. Right. And not even eating that much differently, but like when you're not active and you're eating just a little bit every single day that's like not good for you, you're going to gain the weight. And so I, I, I found this and I've lost 30 pounds doing just no sugars, no grains. You're doing no sugar, no grain. You're doing the Vinny, uh, the Vinny diet, I call and it. And it's, it's simple, but not easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a simple diet to follow because it's basically you just look at the ingredients and see if there's any hidden sugars or carbohydrates. So no hidden sugar even, if, even if uh, a tomato sauce. No. You're no not doing it. Sauce. No. Do you eat uh, like, like an apple? Um, you can ultimately when you're like losing the weight, but mm-hmm. when you start out, you're supposed to even steer clear of, of that because it yeah. still triggers an insulin response. Right. So, you know, I've, I love bacon, eggs, you know, it's, it's really been kind of a good diet for me, but it's going to become a lifestyle. And, uh, I just think overall, I think that it's, it's important for people to hear where things like where eight glasses eight eight glass eight eight ounce glasses of water come from i mean that's not scientific that's just something that we say right so where'd it come uh, from I don't, I, you, what i didn't say anything. i know but I'm, I'm mad at pete for bringing up the water thing because now here you go what right you literally just opened up a faucet no okay, well, he's guy, saying what i've been saying that's my point you drink when you're thirsty yeah so if you need eight, gla- eight glasses you. you drink it yeah and that's the thing that is a thing that has happened with me is that I now know when I'm hungry. Before it would be just I'm hungry like, and I would go eat something because yeah. it's like you think you have to eat all day long, but mm-hmm. you know, you don't. don't. Did anyone ever tell us you have to eat all day long? <laughs> that was not a message. That's, I received. That, that's the other thing. Just constant eating all day long. Oh, well, I, yeah, eat less more often is the yeah. is another myth. It's like where why? Yeah. <laughs> why do you have to do that? There's a lot understand. of myths going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Pete and Vinny are going to get to the bottom of it mm-hmm. in this documentary called The Fat Film. It's called Fat. <laughs> Uh, For now, it's called Fat, a documentary. We may change the title later on, but... What, what, what else we got in the hopper? What are some other options over there that we could uh, spitball very quickly? We could, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> what's, Vin, what's Vinny's favorite right now? How about now? Tons of Fun? Have you thought about Tons, tons of Fun? Tons, <laughs> tons of, of Fun? fun That's is a, not bad. I actually saw that porn. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, it's like if you're the bigger lady. I think okay. I've seen that one. Yeah, it's, it's worth getting. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. It's in that BD, uh, BBW uh, section of the... Uh, <laughs> Have you thought about uh, trying to get the Weird Al song 
fat or I'm fat. I don't know what it's called. I'm fat. Well, the thing that's cool about this is that it's since it is a history of all this stuff in the U.S. Pr- predominantly, we can show stuff like that that was part of the culture in certain mm-hmm. eras. Because if you look back at the 80s, people thought that fat was making people fat. And it only makes yeah. you fat, from what I understand, if you're having the other stuff too. Because it's never getting burned. It's mm-hmm. never getting used as fuel. Mm-hmm. So there's a thing called fat adaptation that once you're you follow this long enough, your body will start to use fat as its fuel source. Mm-hmm. Um, You're but, avoiding the question, Peter. What are some other title options? I don't know. <laughs> we came up with fat a documentary. Who's we? Fatso? You and Vinny? Can't call it Fatso. That's already the name of a movie. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's the great uh, Dom DeLuise, if fatty? I'm not mistaken. No, you don't want fatty. I like fat the mm-hmm. documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like you don't want to it make it seem like shamey like yeah it's because it's not about I it's, about it's not about fat that. the mis- myths around like fat one whole section is just like you're fat and stupid Look stop you. it <laughs> you that's not slapping down slapping cookies out of people's been, hands that's never been his thing either he's yeah. he's always he he does probably four phone consults with people who every single day he'll do con- phone consults with followers who want to know what they're doing wrong so he cares about what people are going through and he he his whole thing is that fat people don't want to be like fat like they're not they're trying they're probably trying harder than people who are just effortlessly thin right and they have been in a way cheated out of good health by seeing the food pyramid which is like tons like it says tons of grains in there Mm -hmm. and there i found this ad for the food pyramid in 1995 it must have been four because it was lion king and they were saying to eat it was timon and pumbaa and the whatever the smaller one is, the cat was telling uh, Pumbaa or Timon, whatever, was saying Timon's the small. He's the Timon was telling Pumbaa, basically, you got to eat a whole lot less fat and eat a ton of grains, and it's like that has always made me fat. I don't know how that works. Yeah. yeah. But where again? Where did all this stuff come from? I blame Eisenhower. That's what I. That's mm-hmm. what I learned today. It's a bad guy. And veganism <laughs> started as a uh, from Seventh Day Adventists in the early century early 19th century 20th century 1900s so there's a lot of stuff but don't in give there. away the entire movie <laughs> okay and we're also going to try to dispel a lot of a lot about the confusion about cholesterol because it's not always bad if, if it's the overall cholesterol is higher you know there is bad cholesterol but at a certain point it might just be how your body works mm-hmm. if everything else is on the up and up it's not really something to worry about. And so we're going to go about proving that scientifically All right. showing it. So, well, it sounds great. The name yeah. of the film is uh, fat. Go and get it. Fatdocumentary.com. Uh, <laughs> fatdocumentary.com. Fat uh, Shovel it in. How about that as a title? If anybody gives 10 grand, I'll put Jimmy in the movie for no reason. I don't. That seems bananas. That seems. And I'm just there. I'm just there eating a cookie. It's the last shot of the movie is just Jimmy saying, like, you can even write the line that he's going to just like set some perfect summation of the entire movie. Anyway, that's why we're fat. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You're welcome. Who was that guy? You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, all right, Pete. Thanks for coming by. Thank you very Peter much, Peter Pardini. It's Good called FatDocumentary.com. Go in there and uh, uh, throw a couple of bucks his way to see this uh, movie. It's not like an important movie. It sounds like it's going to be uh, I mean, I've been. I've watched a few of those ones on Netflix because I find it interesting. Thanks, and um, I feel like none of the ones I've watched are really hit it on the head. Elliot, look this way. Did you shake Garen's hand as well, Pete? Yeah, did. He started with Say hello to Katie. Peter Pardini, guys. FatDocumentary.com. Go and uh, throw it a couple of bucks. Uh, he makes... Uh, He's a, he's a good filmmaker, and uh, this, this one sounds good. It sounds interesting. Yeah. 
yeah but ever since i read that book i was like waiting for someone to make that documentary and there's there's some on netflix they're similar but they don't really i feel like they're like they could kind of just miss a little bit so all right and he's uh he's partnered up with uh, uh vinnie tablione now that he's gone can we admit that that sounds like that whole vinnie thing is a bit of a cult <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, like, this could I, be a cult documentary. They don't even know it yet. It, it was, uh, uh, if I may, I had just said about the guy at the airport that he was talking <laughs> yes. about the paleo thing and how it sounded like a cult. Yeah. And then it might have been in. Vinny you saw at the airport. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. I wish I would have taken a photo. I wonder if it was. Oh, man. Or one of his followers. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it was Vinny. I, 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 if Pete was still there, I'd ask him if Vinny was uh, out of town over the weekend, and I'd say, where was he? Yeah. That's how I find out. I don't just go don't, in Salt Lake. Hopefully, uh, I know we're joking around, but hopefully uh, our friend doesn't uh, associate with someone who's that out of control and yelling at an airport. No, this guy's not, not a... Uh, Oh, Jesus, that's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how fit that guy is, that by the way. Good, yeah. Look at Vinny. How old is Vinny? Eighty-two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks terrific. What's his last name? Tablerone. What's he, his? He was on Oprah in ninety-two. So yeah, but he was a young. He, uh, he was fooled into uh, dating older women, so he could have been twenty in ninety-two. Well, I would still put him in his forties. He's yeah. fifty-five. Fifty-five. Double nickel. Can't drive it. No. Nope. Certainly looking good living it. Yep. Right. What's his, what are those little chocolate candies that I refuse to pronounce the correctly twice? Toblerone. Toblerone. I wanted to call him Vinny Toblerone. <laughs> like the idea that this guy's fit, but yet he's named after a chocolate. Yeah, this guy doesn't go near a Toblerone. No way, Jose. Anything in moderation. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your treats. Sure. I, I, I don't. I think this documentary will, will probably, when it comes to sugar, disprove that because when you talk about ketosis, I know we just talked about a pretty dry thing for ten minutes, but. To get into that state where your body is burning fat as fuel, you basically have to like have almost no sugar. I understand that, yeah. but if you you know you also want to enjoy life. You I know, no, uh, I I agree with you, but I'm just saying like this method that 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 Peter's talking about is kind of like everything in moderation except sugar and grain, which yeah. you cannot. Touch. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking in just enjoying mm-hmm. life and just yeah. You know, well, because I was doing that for a few years back when I don't know which year yeah, it was. Yeah, we, we look sick. Yeah, and uh, but eventually, it's it's hard to keep up indefinitely, and and then when you get there and you're like, now I'm too skinny, then you that's when you start feeling like, well, I can have some, I can have a little chocolate, or I can have this donut or whatever. Well, I think that's sort of the goal because because once you get to the point where, you're, where he's talking about your body moves, shifts what it's going to burn. Yeah. Then if you have a little bit of sugar, you're not going right. to go back. But it, but it's a slippery it. slope once you start yeah. going like, oh, I can have a little of this, a little of that. And then suddenly you're just like every day you're having a little bit. And then Matt, you're are you having some trouble with sugar right now? Uh, yeah, I admit it. Yeah, oh, okay. it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to stay uh, on the straight and narrow. So here's what I wonder, and this may be an obvious trivia thing at this point, but um, I wonder if he's going to go over the whole cornflakes thing and how, uh, what's his name? Not General Mills, but the other <laughs> oh, guy. Yeah. Like trying to get people to stop masturbating yeah, I think, yeah. by having cornflakes. Cornflakes was originally invented to, to stop people from masturbating. Is that true? I never, I never heard <laughs> that. People were really true. obsessed with masturbating in the early in the early 20th century. Yeah. There was that, and, uh, and uh, getting circumcised was also supposed to stop that. There's a bunch of stuff. People don't like you to masturbate. Yeah. Yeah, All right, okay. listen, this is not on topic, but I uh, also, I, if Peter uh, Perdini ends up listening to this episode back, uh, thank you again for the Chicago uh, yeah. uh, Super <laughs> Very, very nice of you. I, I didn't say thank you as he was walking out. I, 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 you said thank you when he handed them to you. I know yeah. it, but I, I, I felt like maybe at the end there, I gave him a little bit of the bum's rush. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, we had a theme song playing in our ears as he was trying to say goodbye. And that there was, was a lot going on. A little distracting. A lot going on in the show. We got a lot of... Uh, I appreciate the drop, but come on. A lot of bells. I thought I was, gonna, I was musicking him out. Mm-hmm. He was already getting up to leave. And I felt uh, that I was giving him sort of a theme song 
on his way out. Yeah, maybe that could have been potted down a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Another radio term. Now, I uh, I will tell you this. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you. What, I, come on, man. <laughs> the sincerity of that it wasn't it was like you were not even in character like you're always kind of in character but that was like a complete drop of everything like i am just a human being asking another human being to stop <laughs> coughing please like, it's For very humor I, that's why i was so my off, just to be fair come on like i did it was like anyway blah, blah, blah. come on, Go on. Then back to it uh, did anybody in this room watch the John Mulaney special yet? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think I have. It's been on, it's been what do you mean you think you have? Oh, well, there's, he's it. got more than one. I watched the new one a week and a half ago. Yeah, then you did. Okay. The Radio City, the Kid Gorgeous, is that what it's called? Yeah, Kid Gorgeous. Well, I'm going to go on record. I think it's the best hour of stand-up comedy that I've seen in ages. It's really good. It is phenomenal. Yeah. It is. I, I'm, I'm almost bummed that I watched the SNL. Yeah, thing Danielle felt the same way. Because, like, it's three of the best jokes from the special were, were that monologue. And so I almost felt like that took for me watching the special took the the fun out of hearing this for the first time. But God damn it. The horse in the hospital, just horse in hospital, <laughs> the, the religious, the uh, the last supper thing, <laughs> yeah. uh, the stuff in the be with the, uh, the bitten bower. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it is it's I think it's flawless. Yeah. I really do. I'm going to I I. I it may be the best hour I've ever seen. I mean that. I've wow. been in this business a long time. It's, yeah. uh, and I, you know, I think Gary Goldman's last special was flawless. Yeah, and uh, this thing is just dynamite. If you have not seen it, get out and watch it. Yeah, it's real good. You know, get out of your bedroom, get out of your sleeping bag. <laughs> and I saw like a, I didn't click on it, but I saw a link to an article about how that guy. So the, if you didn't watch it, he tells the story of like a, a cop who came to his school to teach the kids about uh, stranger danger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he says the guy's name, Detective Bittenbauer or whatever. And so some news organization, some website like found the guy. He's a real guy. And right. there's like an article about this guy who apparently is still out there. I don't know if he's still lecturing schools, but I, I feel like I need to go back and read that because it's it's a really funny story. Here's why I don't think you should. Yeah. And, and I'm wrong. Yeah. I could be. I admit that I could be wrong. I think that's one of the problems of the World Wide Web with the Internet. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of 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 all all the imagery I have of Bittenbauer yeah. are what I heard from John Mulaney because somebody posted the video of that guy and it kind of on Twitter and it's like yeah. I don't want to see him oh it's not yeah I no, don't want it's not going to live up to the port the picture he yeah painted. I I, I kind of want him to be that guy yeah. that's it he's a cartoon of what mm-hmm. this man told me <laughs> and uh, then when you go well the mustache isn't that the cra- that isn't that crazy yeah. oh that's not that big of a cowboy hat like right right you know that sort of thing oh he didn't talk oh he doesn't talk all that weird he's actually making sense like mm-hmm. all of that right like sucks the fun out of the comedy so mm-hmm. uh, that but is it just it, it, my takeaway you're right it does it, it definitely does that but but once you've seen the special and enjoyed it I, I just I think it's fascinating first of all it's slightly fascinating to me that he used the real name that, well that, that that too but that John Mulaney's at a level where he'll put a special out and two days later like a major website right. has a story about a guy in like that's a crazy level to be at where people are researching your jokes to like tell like that's that's weird that that alone is weird but then it's also kind of, even though i agree with you that it, it sort of it dampens the impact of it it's also just kind of interesting sure, right i, I could find the guy like i mean if i'm john mulaney i'm like holy shit you found him like i'm sure yeah. he hasn't I, maybe he has but i wouldn't imagine he spent a lot of time like let me see if i can find that guy no there's no way yeah although it sounds like maybe john might <laughs> right I don't know. he does uh, he does his uh, homework mm-hmm. does his bitten bauer uh, backstory homework Bittenbauer backstory. It's uh, anyway. Go go see that special. That or watch that special is what I'm trying yeah. to say.
the gazebo uh, thing. I mean, I know he did the gazebo thing on SNL, but God, it's funny. still great. It's all great. It's all good, solid stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody in this room, uh, after we uh, had John Heffron on the other day, uh, uh, investigate the uh, Cobra Kai at all? I have not started it. Nobody started it? Did anybody in this room watch all 10 of them? (laughs) (laughs) You did? Oh, yes. And you loved it? Loved it. Oh, cool. Loved it. All right. Oh, my God. I think think if you're a person of a certain age, Mm -hmm. you, you will absolutely love this. I didn't do that. I did research uh, how to get private dance lessons from Shabadoo. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. You did do that. I did. Mostly I wanted to see for Charlie because Charlie loves dancing. You're going to spend that kind of dough? No, no. The, the the group classes are like 20 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, up there at front or has he got somebody who's taught his his techniques to who taught No, he's a, he's the, he's there. He's he's doing it. <laughs> but Shaba doing and, it. Yeah, he okay. is Shaba doing it. Uh, if you don't have the players club, John Heffron took a private dance class from the guy who played Ozone and Breakin, which is <laughs> an amazing great story. But and, uh yeah, he's still out there doing it in the in the valley right here. So are you going to bring Charlie over there to do it? I don't know. I don't know what's it seems like they might be in between sessions. I don't know. He's teaching at two different places. One is in Van Nuys and one is uh, right up the street here, kind of. Um, well, Van Nuys is right up the street, too. Like, they're both uh, yeah, convenient. No, but the but Van it's like deep. It's yeah. like by the Van Shabba Nuys Shabba, don't. <laughs> I'm, and I'm also trying to figure out, like, it, it, there's some videos on his website where the, there's some kids and adults together, and the kids are like 10, 12. I don't know if a six-year-old would be welcome or would it if it would work. I don't know. So... Can can Charlie do a, a dance move if you show it to him? Can he repeat it? He he seems to have Elise is a dancer. Uh, he seems to have some of her natural ability, um, and 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 he's like, without us prompting him, if music is on, he sometimes starts dancing, which not all kids do. So th- but, I but think it's not the same as like like a choreographic. Yeah, situation. but he's six. I mean, uh, I don't, hey, look, not all of us can dance as early as you know we would hope. Okay. I, I thought I was going somewhere that sentence and it didn't quite work out for me. I feel like I'm being attacked from my parenting. I, I was gonna, are you judging him as a parent? I mean, no. you're not wrong, <laughs> but who are you to do it? I know. I mean, it certainly should be judged. I mean, at least another parent that would make some sense, but you don't it know what the fuck like you're talking about. It just seemed like a thing to follow my question and it, it didn't was, work out. I mean, I don't, I, I, the, the answer is uh, we've never tried to teach him choreography. I don't think. All right. See, now it's you've just, actually answered the question that I was asking, and that's the reason. But that's not the question you asked. You my just kind of made judgmental comments. My, my, point, my point is when, it, when a kid just d- dances on their own with no instruction and seems to have some natural yeah. rhythm, that is a good foundation sure, for sure. Big, b- doing other things. But my question dance. is if you showed him a move, can he repeat it? And you actually hadn't answered that question until just now. Yeah. I, I, I think probably. I don't know. Are they fighting? It sounds like they're <laughs> fighting. I think there's only one way to settle this, and you know what it is. Dance, Dance battle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just let's wait, settle no, that right wait, now. Wait, the I two lose. of you, or do you bring Charlie in to No, compete? no. Uh, well. I'd like to see Charlie go up against Elliot. He, w- he will be here later if you want to hang around after the show, because he's got a, a doctor's appointment. Oh, I'm sure that he wants to dance just before going to the doctor. No, no, after the I'm, He's coming back here after how the doctor's would, appointment. Would, uh, He's throwing a lot of weird sentences what, what, around. Why don't we, you know what? <laughs> don't make I'm any sense. I'm going to blame this on my lack of sleep. I think that's Wait a minute. Th- that was, yeah, I'm sure he wants to dance before going to the doctor. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. What does that you're just mean? Like, you're just like doing that like magnetic poetry style of talking. <laughs> just throwing words together. And hope they make sense. Uh, are, you feel, are you feeling okay? Uh, maybe not. I'm You're not, I'm not sure. Extremely pale. I oh. thought that too when I walked Wait, in here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're... I thought you might have shaven, and then I saw that you I had shaven. Wait, you did? Yeah. You shaved the mustache? Yeah. I can't see the bottom of your mouth. Oh, yeah. No, do you still have this though? Yeah. I can't see that. 
Stand all the way up. Do something, man. Turn your microphone off. <laughs> <laughs> Walk out. So Back you, up your stuff and leave. <laughs> hey, it worked, finally. Hey, we got it. You thought we were doing it. Hey, guys, bits over? Nope. nope. <laughs> no, we're really committing to this one, Elliot. Thank you for your service. Uh, do you, Gary, do you think it's just because he shaved the mustache? Is that what? No, because it's, it's, I'm, I'm seeing him like, yeah, up. I don't disagree really with pale. you, Gary. Well, I, my, my sleeping this last week has been a little bit. Uh, you had a tough time over there at the familiar? A little bit. What's going no, on? No particular reason. Just uh, not. Will you admit it if it's Fortnite? Is it, is it Fortnite it related? It isn't. Although I have been watching a lot of videos of Fortnite. <laughs> God. So now I know way too much about how to do all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt and uh, Dan Tolfer and I. We, uh, we played Fortnite together. I, play, I played an online video game with Elliot. Yeah, I did. I, I tried to time. play it yesterday. I yeah. installed it and everything. And I tried to log into my Epic account. <clears throat> it said, you're restricted from playing on this platform. What? Because I guess you can't use the same account for PlayStation and Xbox. Well, maybe that just go into your account and switch off Xbox. It, uh, well, at this point, I can't log in to Fortnite at all. On PlayStation, because it automatically tries to log into my. No, no, account. Go, go on your computer, log into your Epic account, and I'm sure there's a way there's to like a switch thing it. somewhere. There probably there is. I emailed them about it, but I, I can't even log in at all now because when it tries to go to PlayStation, it automatically logs me into my Epic account. Right, so I, even I, if I, I'm not the tech support, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. I tried. I've got to Elliot join yelling you guys. at me over here. Now you're yelling at me about your. I don't want to yell at you too. You're a parent. You're focusing on your children. Get off the games with these two. I, it's after they they go to bed. Yeah. And you watch your your manics and he. Let plays me ask Fortnite. you a question. Does yeah. Dan Telfer's character have a big head? <laughs> um, I'd like to think that they. Uh, uh, what is his? Does Elliot's character talk a lot? When my character well, well, Elliot be annoyed by everybody about my about my chatter. Dan, Dan, well, at one point, so you got to understand, Fortnite is, is it's battle royale. It's a hundred people on an island, and every man for himself. Except in this situation where there's four, teams there's teams, so teams of four. Uh, but basically, you're just running around an island trying to kill each other and be the last one standing. That's the premise of the game. So. so my style of play, which because I'm not good, is to just hide as much as I can and avoid everyone else. Mm. And that's what Dan oh, does, God. and we were bringing Elliot into it. So at one point, we were hiding in a truck, you know, like a tractor trailer, uh, whatever the back part of the tractor trailer is called. We're hiding in there, and like, it's time to get going. Oh, because there's also a storm that closes in on you, and you Wait, have to There's move. a storm coming? Uh, there's a storm coming. Oh, there's a storm coming. You're hiding in a pickup flatbed. You got to get out of that storm. Get to the second floor. Kevin, you got chatty going on. You're yeah. giving it away. Thunder, nowhere to find you. So... <laughs> When you're in this truck, work. <laughs> just moving around in the truck makes noise. The, the truck kind of wobbles and, and people can hear it. And so first, Elliot's scolding me for moving around. But it's time to leave because the storm is coming. He's and not wrong to scold you. If you're making noise. I, I was making noise because game. I was trying to get out of the truck to get going. So the storm didn't catch us. But he was in my way. What's and the storm because you're going to get wet. To be in your no, no, no. Way. The storm kills you. It's not you a die from the storm. Yeah. yeah you, you can. Was it acid rain? Basically. It, yeah. It's like it, it's closing in in a circle to force everyone in, into Close. one spot so that everyone has to go in the eye of the hurricane <laughs> there, there is quiet. quiet not in this game in the eye of this hurricane there's gunfire yeah. <laughs> a lot of it and Explosion. chatter and so anyway so elliot was in my way and i just wanted to get out of the truck to also there was a, a gun that i wanted to get up ahead so and did matt say hey can you move so i was I trying to you wouldn't stop talking long <laughs> enough for me to say move so i can go so i was just like i, I and I, I finally pushed him out of the way and just went which made more noise and he's like hey you're making a lot of noise i was like i'm going he's like bah, bah, bah. and i was like elliot shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> and dan goes there we have it the first time i was like i was gonna put money on who was gonna be the first to tell elliot to shut the fuck up in this game it pr probably took about six minutes 
minutes, right? Yeah, I would say that. No, I don't. Listen, I'm a gentleman who doesn't know. I know nothing about video games. Yeah. I don't know. I certainly don't know anything about you're in your house playing against somebody else. I don't understand any of this. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say that, is it your voice? Like, do they yeah, hear yeah. you? We're talking on headsets, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's so It's like they, being on a conference call. Oh, basically. okay. So it's not a character voice of... Uh, no, no. Although it, that would be awesome if that would translated. Would Wouldn't it be more fun? That would be crazy if they could do that. Oh, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> pick that character. That's not outside the realm of possibility, though. They could do voice mm, changing. That's true. I'd like to see them. Yeah, uh, that, that technology exists. Then I'm going to play. All right. Once you get into that, once you get to the voice change, I I have a weird. I know you. It's a a super long shot, but I have a weird urge to see you play this game. I think it would be fun. I don't know how to. I know we would have to teach paddles and then you know. (laughs) You've never never done a a first person shooter game at all. Is that is that a fair statement, Jimmy? Uh, you know I'm anti gun. You know that. Uh, Sure, as we all are. Whether it be uh, but virtual gun, I'm pro. I'm uh, (laughs) pro virtual gun. I'm I'm anti that as well. uh, I'm not a fan. All right. And uh, I have a serious question for you. How do you feel about guns in film as being anti-gun? Like, it's a dead serious question. Are you are you pre? Uh, Why is it on me all of a sudden? Let's go back. Let's go back, let's go back to Judge and Matt. It's for no. Everybody, <laughs> that was more fun. Everybody, because I love guns in film. Yeah, me too. Like uh, I like girls on film. Girls on film. If they have guns on two film. minutes later. Girls on film. Why do I feel about uh, guns in film? I, it doesn't bother me. So do, you don't think it glorifies? Gun violence. I don't. Extent. I don't. I don't either. No, I guess I don't. I guess when push comes to shove, I'm going to say I don't. Okay. Well, I'm you, sure you, some experts will tell me. I, I feel like wrong. there's been studies on that, and maybe there's been studies that go both different ways on it. But I you know, get Pardini back in here to do a, a study. <laughs> yeah, gun. I, I, I think <laughs> um, documentary. Honestly, like in my experience, because I've played Grand Theft Auto, I've played you know a lot of violent games. Not as a kid though, because because games weren't realistic when we were kids so that's different right. but but my feeling is it's it can be kind of the opposite it's like you're it's a it's it's fantasy you're just you're you're just doing something silly and fun that you can't do in real life and you, you your brain understands that it's that it's a different and it's kind of cathartic it sounds weird it doesn't mean i want to go shoot up a place at all it just means to do something whether it's gun related or any other type of activity to do something in a video game that you can't do in real life is kind of fun like Grand Theft Auto, stealing a fancy car and driving it around and, and smashing it into a, a wall is fun because it's like you would never do that in real life. You don't any, know what I do. Any part of that. I tell you I'm watching Mannix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out, living it? I'm out boosting cars, baby. <laughs> I'm out on the streets of uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, you know, you got a club on your steering wheel. It's the only thing that deters me. You, you can't beat the club. I can't beat the club. You don't have one of those, uh, that, you know, like, remember they used to have those uh, things where it's like, when the club was popular, they showed that thing. Where you could just like shoot a little. Yeah. What is it? Dry ice or some a can of something into the lock and it makes it freezes it. And then you, you can snap just it. Like, like compressed air, but because it's compressed air, right? It, it's uh, cold. Jesus Christ. I, 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 the, the, go to, go to another car. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What if they want that a good car. car. It's got a club on it. Yeah. It's part of the challenge. I remember, I remember I, experience I, points by busting up that club. Right. right now, you use your your video <laughs> terms. Got to build that XP, baby. Uh, by the way, I think I might have misspoken, uh, and it's driving me crazy. I think Fatso. Look it up, Gary. In the movie Fatso, I think I said it was Dom DeLuise, but it might have been James Coco. I don't know that movie at all. I know the title, but I've never seen it. I think it's Dom DeLuise. I know I'm 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 literally throwing the brakes on fun video game. Dom talk, DeLuise right? and uh, Anne Bancroft. Oh, it is okay. Anne Bancroft directed it. Oh, wow, that's and cool. wrote it. Oh, oh written and directed by Anne Bancroft. Cool. She's yeah. the wife of who? Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks. That's exactly right. Although she passed away, didn't she? Oh no, she's still alive. No, no, no. 
She did pass away. I believe she passed away and Carl Reiner's Her, wife passed right, away at the right. same time, uh, yeah, yeah. near each other. Exactly, yeah. And that's, that's why they that's why they hang get out. together. <laughs> they get their little TV dinners and yeah. watch movies. Eat off trays. Well, I recommend it. I'm going to circle back to it. You can watch this Cobra Kai. I will. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to... Uh, there's a, you know, there's some, you know, they use some uh, clips of the original movie. Cool. And then they, uh, but there's also some winks to it, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed very much. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know, because I, I do think the story of the younger kids works, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you're not familiar with the Cobra, uh, with Karate Kid, if you would be invested. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but you don't need to like watch Karate Kid again. No, no. Like, they walk you through anything you need to know. Because yeah, I haven't seen it in 35 years. You, it, it, it's. Uh, it's so great you you you, you're hoping that Elizabeth Shue shows up at some point, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to spoil whether or not she does. Okay, it's um, yeah, I can't. I'm looking forward to it. Really enjoyed it. Music is all right. I mean, everything's right about it. Everything is all right. I hope they. I hope they get a second season. That's cool. I enjoy it. uh, Billy Zabs. Did you do Ralph Macchio? Did you do the free trial of? YouTube Red and then immediately cancel it. Danielle said, so do, So we have YouTube Red? I said, we do for 29 more days. <laughs> uh, the hotel I was in, uh, the TV was a smart TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm... I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to. I, I'm going to try Cobra Kai. I'm going to watch the first yeah. two for free, right? Because the first two are free. Yeah. I'm going to watch those, and then if it, it blows, who cares? And it was like, oh. And then I'm signing up for YouTube Red, and I'm going to yeah. binge this over the next uh, 18 hours. So did you log into your YouTube account yeah, the on the smart TV in the hotel? You do it. Yeah, you do. Well, you do it through the app, and then it, uh, yeah, then you go. Uh, okay. So then did you log out? Yes, of course. Okay. No, you also I mean, you also get logged out immediately upon checking out. But yeah. uh, I did go to the uh, little thing, clear all data. Oh, oh that's nice. good. Uh, I looked at some other stuff as well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure you. Uh, hey, I've never that history. I looked at some live Chicago videos that I don't think the next uh, <laughs> the next uh, person in room three forty four needs to see. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I've never done that. Uh, I've never logged into a like a hotel. Me neither. Thing. Never did it before either. But uh, not a smart TV. What's that? Certainly not a smart TV. That's a that's a new thing. Yeah, it was, uh, they also had Crackle on there. They had uh, the Hulu, so I could have watched. Uh, could have caught up on mm-hmm. uh, Netflix, probably. Well, uh, they had Netflix. Yeah, they had Pandora. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a lot going on. Now uh, I just got a text message that Ellis Paul is running a little behind. Okay, uh, he's in transit. So why don't we take a break? Yep. Uh, when we come back, Ellis Paul will be here. Uh, don't forget to go to Peter Pardini's uh, FatDocumentary.com. Uh, uh, just go to, I think, Indiegogo and then type in Fat Documentary. No, he well, said go to the, he oh, said the opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't it'll, catch that. It'll pop you right over there. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, all right. Can I say it now cleanly? Unnecessary. Or? I, th- I thought he was, because when he first came in, he was saying, just go to Indiegogo and search Fat Documentary. He, uh, but then Is he this said. Is how you raise your kids? No, but <laughs> You know, Elliot, you're on to something here, man. All right. Four-way dance off right now. <laughs> I lose. I, I can't dance. Oh. Don't ask me. All right. I won't dance. Don't ask me. Anybody? Who, who's the singer? I thought you were doing a variation on, dance. yeah, that, on I Phil Collins. No, I was doing Frank Sinatra. Only One of the about w- is the way that I walk. That's his worst song, easily, yeah. right? No, there's worse. Really? Yeah, there's worse. Uh, well, first of all, his cover of Can't Hurry Love. Uh, you never need to hear that again. I don't hate that. Yeah. Yeah, his his cover like. of True Colors. Oh, I don't uh, think there's a Phil Collins song I don't like. I, I'm with you. You like oh, I Can't Dance? I don't think there's a single Phil Collins song I like I Can't Dance. I don't like. You do? Yeah, you know which one I don't like? Illegal Alien. I think that's the one I don't uh, like. That I don't know what that is. I'm an alien. I'm illegal. Oh, wait. No, that's, no, that's, that's Sting. Brent, that's Sting. Yeah. What am I thinking? What, what, what are you thinking of? Illegal Alien. Same song? Nope. Uh, I'm a 
That's called Englishman in New York. Yeah. That's, That's a good song, too. Hang on. Uh, Legal Alien. It's uh, by Genesis. Not Genesis. Well, it's Genesis, yeah. Uh, do I have it in my... How do you spell illegal? I, I, I don't have my glasses. Am I doing this right? There it is. Legal Alien. Here it comes. And you're saying you like this or don't? I don't, really. Okay. It, like, if, if, if we're picking mean. Genesis songs, Phil Collins songs we don't like. Yeah. You know what? I don't, I don't really like Land of Confusion either. <laughs> oh, I like that song. I've never heard this. You know what? I don't hate it though. <laughs> I don't either. I don't like. I think I, I think I'm with Garen. There's not there's not much I don't like. Hmm. I think you're too hard on. Uh, <laughs> I can't dance. I can't dance. It's just. Is it the video that bothers you? I didn't like the video. I didn't like the video to Atlantic Confusion, so that kind of made me uh, not yeah, like well, that Yeah, that video. Well, I, I liked it as a kid. For some reason, I was, puppets, right? I was obsessed with yeah. those uh, spitting image puppets yeah. as a kid. But, uh, but yeah, in retrospect, it was kind of off-putting. I, I feel too like... Many men, and too many people, and too, too many Oh, no, that's a good song. That's a great song. Not much love to go around. Yeah, that's good. I'm that's with Garen. Like, I'm with Garen. But I can't dance feel I can't dance. It's too simple and grating. No. Here, we got to play it for the people. You're being unfair. Here it comes. I mean, you're a lot heavier. Way that I walk, I it's also so uncool. <laughs> it's like he, he, he was already like not that cool, uh, but it was like he wanted to double down on being a very uncool guy. How come he hasn't had the sort of Michael Bolton resurgence because he kind of went away he went he, but he, he's, he's he's touring now he's doing a, a european maybe australian tour i think it's good crunch by the way this sounds like a the same riff as a, a beastie boys song no because this i think the Beastie Boys song came first actually i do like this <laughs> It just feels like he wrote some stuff that happened. <laughs> yes. Re- really, uh, magnet talk? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, to- this might not be the week to pull that. Uh- yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm not I'm not writing music and putting it out and then publishing it to the whole world in that way. I don't like that chorus. Yeah, Here, I, I agree with you. Now this is my favorite. This is I'm going to say this is my favorite Genesis song. Right there. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. Yeah, that's that's good it. One. I know this is the one that, like, the, the purist will go, this is sucky pop. I don't care. No, Brings me back to a nice uh, place in my life. I thought I was wrong, but I thought I was right. It's always the same. It's just a shame. And that's all. Speaking of that's all, that's all for this segment of the program. We'll be back more right after this. <laughs> I got a lot of summer concerts coming up, Matt Belknap. Yeah, what do you got on tap? Well, I got, uh, well, we're going to be going as a couple of couples. <laughs> yes. We're going to be going to see Kesha and Macklemore. Yeah, and uh, Elise and I were talking about this. I feel like you have, I know you have zero interest in Macklemore, Macklemore, right? You don't care about Macklemore. We, okay, what, what's your point? My, well, here's what I was thinking. Yeah, get to it. We, we went to see Kesha open for Pitbull, and you claim I made you leave when in reality I was just like, I'm going to take off. I don't care about Pitbull. Now I feel like we have to watch Macklemore, although I don't know who's going first. Either way, I'm going to make you watch Macklemore <laughs> is my point. We are, we are going to be driving separately. Okay. 
Well, we did last time, too. That's it right. Didn't change anything. Well, now I've learned my lesson. But it was just the two of us that time. This time we have our wives, and I guess it's not as weird if if we if one couple decides to bet. I have a feeling, by the way, that because they that they might uh, play off each other a little bit. I think... Uh, well, they've got it, that one song. It may be together. some uh, ins, ins and outs. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. We have good seats, not great seats for that. Okay. But here's a way to get even better seats, maybe. Tell me. Go to SeatGeek. Because I'm going to ditch you guys. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I, I wouldn't blame you. Uh, SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Mm-hmm. Whether you're looking for last-minute deals, Matt, maybe you're planning a night out like we are, mm-hmm. or you need to find the perfect gift. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Can I just say, uh, tickets are the perfect gift because it's an experience. A lot of people are just like, I don't need, I have shoes. Like, don't buy me shoes. I know how to buy shoes. I'm an adult. Like, it's not, don't clutter up my house with more stuff. Give me an experience that I can cherish for a lifetime. Like, I always think that's a great idea for a gift that people don't always think of. Well, it is the gift that keeps on giving because you're giving a memory, aren't you, Matt? That's right. Now, listen, I've got the SeatGeek app right there on my telephone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for uh, tickets. I can be anywhere. Name a place. The North Pole. Could do it. Give me another place. <laughs> um, the spa. I could I could find my seats instantly using this app when mm-hmm. I pull it out of my ass because I'm at the spa nude. <laughs> well, I pictured you in the locker room like you're, you're getting dressed. Nah, when I'm in the locker room, I'm doing nothing but talking to the guys about what we do with the ladies. Yeah. Locker room talk, man. I'm going to vote for him. Listen, SeatGeek didn't pay for a political <laughs> what ad. What the hell? What just happened? I don't know. I've used SeatGeek to buy some tickets. You know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what I do most recently... Uh, but I uh, sold I sold some tickets over there on the Seacake yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Judas Priest. That's right. Scream, man. Scream for vengeance. Seacake is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. Seacake saves you time and money. They uh, search multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. Look, here's the thing. I could read everything they've written here. Bottom line, I, I'm just going to speak from experience. They're great. Seacake's the way to go. And here's a way for you to save a couple of bucks as well. Right now, Never Not Funny listeners can get 20 bucks off their first Seacake purchase. Just download that SeatGeek app that I've told you about. Mm-hmm. I got it right there on my telephone. You told me. <laughs> I've also got it on my iPad. Oh, well. Yeah. So, so if you're in bed and you don't want to mm-hmm. go, it's, that phone's charging in the other room. I got to buy some tickets. I got to buy some tickets right before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I'm not going to get uh, a bad price. Right. They're not going to take advantage of me being sleepy. No way, Jose. Not, SeatGeek doesn't do that. Your others might. Download the SeatGeek app. Enter the promo code PARDO. That is P-A-R-D-O. Promo code Pardo, and you're going to get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek! King of the seat. <laughs> I like it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2212, I believe we settled on. And, uh, 2212. Uh, Peter Pardini was uh, just here. And then, uh, of course, uh, Ellis Paul is on his way. Ellis Paul is in transit. Uh, but Matt has, as we talked about earlier, uh, you, oh, we did talk about it here. Uh, uh, you have a hard out today. Sort of. I mean, yeah, uh, it didn't it shouldn't affect the show because it's we're starting back without Ellis Paul because you have a hard out. We're okay, keeping things yeah. moving. Sorry, I was looking Go for a thing. Premise. I was looking for the thing that I said I was <laughs> looking be for. Helpful. It'd be very, very helpful. Well, did you know I'm doing something? I don't know what you're you doing guys, over there. <laughs> look, I look down. Let's get your dick in your hand. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm getting ready for are something. You, are you a wonderful right? man? Which, of course, you have a hard out. And of course, as a reminder. You have a hard on. Very good. That's twice in one show we'll be able to uh, uh, squeeze that into a mm-hmm. nice. Uh, all right. Squeeze we'll, that into something. What? What? <laughs> what? All right. We'll go around the horn once Ellis Paul arrives. But uh, first, we do have, uh, because uh, Peter uh, dropped by, we didn't get a chance to open up some mail. So let's yeah. do that. Yep. The mail is here. The mail is here. The mail is here. 
All right, what'd you say? Fuck off. It's like I anticipated the insult and responded as it was happening. All right, look what I'm doing. I'm using this tool. By the way, saying I'm gay is not an insult. Yeah, I know. I'm flattered. I'm actually not happy with that, uh, with what I said. I uh, apologized to everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I really I know you, you were saying it to be juvenile. and like, I, I was the, I was trying the, to be juvenile, but the I, joke was I'm a fucking 12 year old. Yeah, I didn't like it. All right. Here we go. We got uh, uh, I'm looking for the uh, uh, Jimmy and pals. Okay. <laughs> this is that's that's the I show guess, for kids. Guess that, I guess that's who uh, you three are. Uh, is not a fan of the other three people in the room. Right, here we go. Oh, boy. Get, okay. I mean, that's that's maybe, kind of fair. Maybe not. All right, this is from Brendan Boogie. He's the writer-director of Sundown. Let me start by managing your expectations. I'm going to talk about death, dementia, and other hilarious heavy-duty topics. So if the vibe in the room isn't feeling the capacity for emotion today, feel free to stop here and accept my thanks for getting me through a hard time. No, still... All right, we, we can't read all this. That's a long letter. Single space. It, it's long and... Uh, we should probably uh, read strong. it uh, off-air and then uh, maybe acknowledge it later. Yeah, this is long. He's a long-time listener. We helped him get through, get him through some tough uh, spots. Uh, all right, as a tribute to my dad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut to this. I made a small independent film about a family dealing with dementia called Sundown. I've included a copy of the DVD for you, but it's also up on Amazon if DVD players have gone obsolete since I've mailed this. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> Sundown was partially funded by Kickstarter, and the rest of the money uh, my dad left me. I, I, I apologize for skipping ahead. Uh, here, uh, uh, Brendan, uh, obviously, obviously, his father must have been dealing with dementia and, and passed away. Uh, his father's name was Jim. He had a 15-year-long battle with dementia, and he passed away. Um, okay, I apologize for doing this uh, piecemeal here. The movie is uh, uh, for him and from him. Like you do with your show, I try to pour as much humor, humanity, and truth into, of real life into the uh, movie. I hope you watch it, enjoy it. Uh, or at the very least, make Garen file sundown away on his DVD shelf between his copies of Saw 212 and Texas Gorefest Gore Murder Face Coeds 4. <laughs> An underrated movie, actually. In addition to the movie, I included a little vinyl for Jimmy. Mm. I'm sure you're not a big fan, and uh, I'm sure you're not a big Randy Newman guy. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> but I got you the Sail Away, al- uh, Sail Away album because a musician friend shared the song Old Man with me shortly after my dad's death and it was incredibly cathartic and healing. I wanted to pay it forward. Be uh, warned, this song will turn you into a putty, uh, a puddle of weepy goo on the floor. As I'm sure you hear for a lot of listeners, thank you so much for getting me through one of the worst days of my life. I'm sure it is vaguely hard to understand it from our points of view, but I genuinely hope you understand what your show means to people. Okay, back to the usual jackassery. Sincerely, Brendan Boogie. All right, very uh, nice. And Brendan, I apologize for not reading the the two uh, huge paragraphs in the middle, but uh, uh, I will read those uh, privately. And uh, uh, of course, our hearts go out for you, and we're sorry for your loss. Uh, but it looks like uh, you turned uh, I turned it into something good here. Uh, the sundown. Uh, it's the name of the uh, never uh, you never forget family no matter how hard you try. So there we go. That's the uh, sundown. You could uh, he says that's available on where did you say Amazon? Amazon. Is that what he said? I think so. Is anyone uh, listening? <laughs> <laughs> I, I also uh, to transition uh, uh, out of the seriousness a little bit. Look, did you read the whole envelope? Let's take a look at the envelope. Uh, here's the information you requested about surgical penis enlargement. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Nothing's ever going to top that guy who wrote a note to the mailman who uses our bathroom. <laughs> uh, so there's the uh, there's the Randy. I don't think I saw that. 
Oh, that might have been when you were gone. Oh, yeah. Garen, tell Garen. There, someone mailed us something on the outside. It says, I forget how, how we addressed it, but he was just like, please stop using the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is considered one of the uh, 500 greatest albums of all time, according to, according to Rolling Stone. Hmm. 500, huh? That's, that's a long list. That's uh, and you'd be surprised on what's not on there. It's one of those lists, like every list, that where it just angers you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, somebody put out a list. Some guy, uh, I think, it was on Vulture. Did the uh, he ranked everybody that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame from one to two hundred fourteen mm-hmm. with a little comment about each on Vulture. So each little comment, of course, even for somebody he liked, was <clears throat> snarky. Yeah, and it just was like, by because by, 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 I was reading it because I wanted to see where my favorites land. And of course, they all land at the end because this guy's, you know, a hipster and, mm-hmm. you know, anything that was on the radio should go fuck itself unless it's, you know, uh, Radiohead. Right. And uh, although Radiohead not uh, the Rock Hall of Fame. Yeah, I guess I don't know they, what their eligibility. They were nominated. They, they were nominated, but they didn't. Oh, they didn't uh, Interesting. Yeah. They, uh, everybody assumed they were a shoo-in yeah. with the critics that Bon Jovi would be the the fan favorite and then Radiohead and uh, who's the other one this year? There's two that were fan uh, or the, the, the cars thought the critics. Well, they got in. Yeah. Uh, as did Dire Straits. I think it was Radiohead, Dire Straits. And there was one other one, though, that was a like, although, oh, those are going to be definitely the critics right. ones. And yeah. then. The critics were like, "Nope." The critics were like, "No, we, no, even we know Radiohead's not a first ballot uh, huh. band." I'm not a big fan, but I'm, it's a little surprising because they've the critics have been sucking their dicks for 20 years now. <laughs> I know, right? Gary, look that up. Look, look at the nominees. I know that we're, you know, late, although it just aired Saturday night on HBO. Oh, it did. Yeah, I, it always confuses me because it's not live, so I always hear about it when it's happening. The weekend it's happening, I'm like, oh, it's happening, but I can't watch it. And right. then by the time it's on, I'm like, I don't care anymore. Isn't it funny? Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, why you, can't they do it live? Even with Chicago and then Journey, uh, and I was uh, uh, part of it. Yeah. Uh, by the time it got here, is uh, Garen uh, Ellis is at the oh. front door. If you can uh, go grab it. Not uh, let's, uh, let's get Ellis Paul in here, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if Ellis is coming on his own. If he's bringing. Uh, uh, friends, as he right. does from time to time. If he's driving from Sacramento, did we say that on the air? Uh, I think I did. He's coming out for Sacramento. I don't know if we did. Driving out for Sacramento, probably had a gig up there last night. Yeah, he was at McCabe's here in LA on Friday. I was out of town up at Salt Lake, mm-hmm. letting the Mormons enter, uh, be entertained, and uh, <laughs> they. Um, uh, I think it was one of the few times I had to miss Ellis Paul here in town. Yeah performing i missed it too i totally blanked on it well you know what you gotta worry about those shabadoo lessons (laughs) you're focusing in on something all right now listen the door's about to open we're about to find out is it ellis paul and ellis paul and friends it's just ellis paul all right we're good (laughs) yeah we're good we want to know what uh, hot young singer you're gonna bring with you yeah none this time you look great so do you thank you brother it's very kind of you been watching you on facebook did you just lock that door? <laughs> What's about to happen here? What's happening? You What's in that guitar us? case? What's up? <laughs> now, you just wrote, all right, Ellis Paul has just walked in. Uh, we should bring him right over to the big uh, big seat, right? Or, oh, I got to switch him up. Oh, we got to so, take another break anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Ellis, there's a microphone over there you could talk into. Oh, great. Sure. But you drove in from uh, Sacramento? Good Lord, yeah. Why, why good Lord? What happened? Well, you know, yesterday I, I got there and, and uh, did a little GPS to see what the driveway was going to be like today and it was five hours and 15 minutes and today i woke up and the very same drive was six hours and 15 minutes bumped it up an hour yeah it's like the platonic shift happened and <laughs> california got an hour longer in the <laughs> right. process and i think i guess it must have been 
accounting for you know rush hour traffic so wait a minute so you had to leave at 6 a.m to get here well you didn't you left at seven (laughs) yeah i left around seven and uh but i i managed to get here which is good and thank you for of course we're thrilled that you're here did you have a gig up in sacramento last night i did i did i played a private gig and uh after the gig i drove by the house of the golden state killer oh wow yeah and it was a little creepy. Wait, now you just read that book, right? You just, I did. Uh, I just, you just got tweeted done, out about that. Yeah, yeah. I just got done with the book, and then they caught the guy. And crazy. I'm like, I, I, I knew he would live somewhere close to where I was, and I just did a little thing on it. And it was only like five miles away, so I just drove over and did a drive by. And <laughs> so wait, it, well, I didn't follow that story very closely because I haven't read the book yet, and I kind of wanted to wait until I read the book to deep dive into it. Did, was he there up until a week or two ago? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, he was just, just living a life. Yeah. Up until the week ago. Yeah, because so I. Again, because of, you know, with Patton yeah. and Michelle wrote the book. Right. Well, Michelle wrote the book, yeah, and Patton helped finish it. Right. Yeah. Has uh, Patton been on the show? Yes, of he course. Yeah, he was a really funny guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a good friend, a good man, a good human being. Yeah. Uh, so you drive past it. And so, what, uh, listen, I would have done the same thing. But what did you expect to feel when you drove past? Did you achieve that? <laughs> or was it just like, hey, there's the house? Well, it was, it was dark, and I thought, I'm sure people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was after the show, so it was like 1030 at night, and uh, the streets were empty. But I did the drive-by, and um, I recognized the house from the photographs because there was these weird boulders on it. And I, it was a little nauseating, actually. Yeah, It, mm-hmm. it just felt a little... It'll just a little too dark for what I wanted to <laughs> right? feel at that moment. Are you like a murder guy? Are you a murderino? You know, I I am like a true crime yeah. kind of fan, like the Zodiac, and I'm so excited about this new process of genealogy and mm-hmm. tracking down people who are involved in cold crimes that haven't been solved right. for 40 and 50 years yeah. now. And the fact that they caught this, you know, it's a complete imbecile i'm so happy you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know the story except for the fact that uh, you know that he just got caught and mm-hmm. uh what year what, when were the murders was it over a period of time 70s and 80s right? yeah okay. 70s and early 80s and uh you know they um they had his dna but they just it wasn't showing up on anything that they were checking against like criminal records in california and so they decided to throw it into a genealogy search um i think it's called a gen search or something like that Mm -hmm. and a third or fourth cousin came up and then they went back through several generations all the way back to the 1800s and then reconstructed the family tree and found a little branch of the tree that went to california and then he was in that branch and uh, then he did surveillance and then they got a piece of abandoned dna he must have had a coffee or something and dropped the cup, and then that was a perfect match. Wow. wow. So it's just just cool how they went, you know, using science and then yeah. history and just went back in time and found him and then retraced the family and and caught the guy. It's very yeah. cool to me. That's great. Uh, the uh, Golden State Killer, they call him. Yeah. Right? Didn't just kill, Jimmy. Did a lot of raping. Okay. <laughs> and is that the kind of fun you were looking for when you drove past Ellis? Ransacking. But it's, I mean, yeah. that, that's the creepiest part to me is like sometimes he would break in, rape a woman, and then later like call and taunt her. Oh. Yeah. Just yeah. Awful, yeah. He's, an, he's an awful human being. Yeah. The you know, book they, is fantastic. The book's great? Yeah. Really right. good, yeah. Uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by mm-hmm. Michelle McNamara. Well, if I have it, you can, when I'm finished with it. I'd like it. to read that. Yeah. I'm Right now I'm reading a uh, Bean from Kevin and Bean gave me a, a nice gift of the, uh, Yacht, uh, Yacht Rock book. Oh, cool. Which uh, I'm reading, and uh, it's it's good. 
it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, you know, if you want to hear the guys from Ambrosia talk about the guys from Steely Dan, how they influenced <laughs> you, you know, I, and I kind of do, uh, but I also don't know if I need to hear a lot from Daryl Dragon over and over. That's the captain. Okay, yeah, you got. Uh, I remember early on on Never Not Funny years ago when the term yacht rock started. To become, I'm not a fan of the term. You yacht got, rock. you were angry because it seemed very snarky in its conception this book kind of convinces me that it's not snarky they, okay. they have a they have some reasoning behind it but it, it to me it was like i that's the music i like the singer songwriter right. 70 80 era yeah. how dare you give it this because they didn't label. call it that then it, no, wasn't, it was just cl- soft rock yeah, or, yeah. Uh, am radio right yeah. that's there's no way to win there's just it, it's <laughs> like the golden state killer you need a new name let me never a hooky name yeah, yeah i don't uh anyway it's a good book I, right. i'm enjoying it i thank bean from the uh, for the gift Bean's a good man he's back on the air oh cool. uh, he took some time away to deal with some uh uh emotional issues he's very uh, public about this he talked about it on the air and uh uh, as he said, uh, you know, you take a break from work because you broke your leg. Everybody goes, oh, that makes sense. But you take away uh, a break from work for mental reasons. Everybody's like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So he's made it public of, That's great, you know, man. I needed to decompress yeah. and take a step away. Uh, but he's back on the air, and I'm glad because he's, he's a great broadcaster good, and a good friend of the show. I don't know this person. Uh, Kevin and Bean, they're a morning uh, show here in Los Angeles, oh, okay. and they are uh, they are terrific and big supporters of our podcast and our charity event. and. Uh, nice. And Bean's a great guy. And he and I, we joke that we should be brothers or at least best friends because we have the exact same fondness for all crap music. <laughs> <laughs> we like the same junk. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to say to With a, a, musician a guy. Who oh, no, who's in my top five albums of all time? Yeah, the guy you haven't shut up about how great he is. Hey, then... you know what I discovered today, Alice Paul? What? Uh, that it was your live album, the first live album, which is the one that turned me on to you. And as a reminder to the listener that doesn't know, uh, the first time I had Ellis, we had uh, him on, I told him that uh, my wife and I, our friend Jake Keith Van Stratton, took us to see Vance Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Vance Gilbert wouldn't shut up about Ellis Paul from the stage. I buy Vance's live album where he doesn't shut up about Alice Paul from the stage. <laughs> Fuck, it's a little too much. <laughs> so then I'm at a used CD store in Glendale. I f- see Ellis Paul live for a ridiculously low price of five dollars, mm-hmm. and I went, "Well, you know what? For five bucks, I'm going to try try this CD out and see what Vance Gilbert's talking about. If it sucks, it's not for me. It's five bucks. If it's great, hey, that's great. I found a new thing." As I said on that show, and I'll say again. I started listening to it. I'm three songs in, sitting in my car, sobbing. That's how much I loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I'm happy to hear uh, that. what's that? I'm happy to hear that. That I sob like yeah. a child <laughs> from the conversation with a ghost <laughs> in a power hall alone outside of a mall. <laughs> uh, but it's wonderful. So, but that was 2000. Yeah, that album came out 18 years ago. Yeah, that fascinates me because it still seems to me like you're. To me, an artist I just recently discovered because everything else in my life is classic rock and, you know, I like some current stuff, not a lot, but uh, it blew my mind that it was that long ago. I know, I can't believe how much time has passed either. I need a new live album too. I'm looking at a place in Oklahoma where I play frequently to to record the next one. All right. Well, what what, didn't you just have a uh, live at uh, Club Paseem? Wasn't that... That was, was that in 2005? I did oh, one Jesus. In, an, in Atlanta. Um, right, Ernie's and, Attic or Eddie's Attic? Yeah, I like Ernie's Attic. That's a lot more. <laughs> Ernie's going to compete across the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better name. Uh, that came out in 2008, so it's been about a decade. So it's been and, 10 years. Wow. Yeah, and I, I'm, I've got a whole batch of songs and, you know, yeah. and every, 
decade or two, I need to put out a lot. Put out a live, uh, little, live. Well, and again, I, as I've always said, a great way to be introduced to Ellis's music is through that live album. Mm-hmm. Even though it's 18 years ago, it's still, those songs are still terrific. They're still, I uh, did a deep dive on it today on the drive-in. Listen right. to uh, that album again. Well, you're and, working uh, on a new studio album too, though, right? I am. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've been in this trip out to California. I'm going to take it like a week and write. I'm going to hole up in Big surf for three days and nice. it's just going to be great. And I'm working on songs in the car and listening through, you know, the, the demo tapes and cool. I'm going to be playing some of those in a second. Uh-huh. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and we'll hear more about it because uh, yeah. there's a big campaign behind it. There's uh, right. uh, the songwriter suitcase. Is that, did I get that? Uh, storytellers. Storytellers yeah. uh, suitcase. And there's a, uh, uh, some sort of a uh, campaign going on where if you donate X amount of money, you get uh, different little uh, baubles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ellis will walk us through that when we come back. Is one of the levels that uh, Ellis will give you a tour of the Golden State Killer's house? <laughs> That's, God, I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah, you know what? $10,000, personal <laughs> tour. Actually, one of the one of the levels, I'm breaking in here, but one of the levels is you get to go on the road with me for a weekend. Wow. So had you chosen this weekend, yes, that would have happened. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, for a fan, that's uh, amazing, but also slightly terrifying. Like, it's like, what for you, it's probably even more terrifying. But for both, both people, be. like, how is this Is it going to? What's the price point at, on that level? That's the $10,000 range. So for $10,000, uh-huh. I invest. And when I say I, I'm, ta- I'm saying I understood. Yeah. I'm not doing this. <laughs> for ten, I'll come to you. For ten grand, you, uh, you and I, do we meet somewhere? Do yeah. you? Uh, so you would fly into, let's say, uh, Miami. You're doing a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet in Miami, or do we? Do I come to you? We fly together. What? How does yeah, it all work? Yeah, you meet me where that that destination point is, and okay. uh, and then you know most the I have one person who's who signed up already, and wow. uh, he's going to meet me at, in the recording studio and sit in for two days and just watch the recording process. Oh out. wow, that's cool. Because he's a big fan and he. You know, is curious on how the song's going to go down in the studio. And yeah, are so. you comfortable saying that? Friend, is that fan's name Vance Gilbert? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, no. Uh, that's Vance's way. I haven't talked to Ellis in a while. Give him ten grand. I got to get back in that studio now. Vance's new album was uh, most recent album was great too. The, uh, what the hell was the name of that? From a couple years ago. Yeah, shit. Can't remember the name. Of it. I can't remember it either. But it's great. And uh, but Ellis's last one, uh, "Chasing Beauty," mm-hmm. uh, was great. But the uh, the one before that, uh, the day, day after everything changed. Yeah. Th- that's a masterpiece. I agree. Uh, that's Thank a masterpiece. You. That is your. Uh, I would just quit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're trying to follow it up. Uh, I would be. Uh, everyone's got a. Every single album has a little different flavor, you know. And and it's like I'm sure if you have like an hour of comedy, you feel like you got to. After a while of playing it over and over and over again, you need you need something fresh. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> you just I, do the same. I, I haven't changed a joke, and uh, no, tr- trust me, I'm going through a thing. Uh, all right, I'm going to the camera. We're gonna take a break. Mm-hmm. Ellis Paul is here. He's brought the guitar. We assume it's a guitar. It could be some sort of murder device. We just found out that uh, I loves murder. Right? He locked the door the second he walked in, and then he breaks out. I went past my murderer's house. Right? And you look at his eyes; they're glowing. I uh, know we didn't really read the story. He might be the Golden State Killer. Oh, that's true. I know they said they caught him, but maybe he drove by just be like, "Yeah, that's right. I fooled them all." <laughs> all right. 
Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Ellis Paul is on Twitter at Ellis Paul Songs, but you really want to go to ellispaul.com. That's where you can back his new album and be one of the first people to actually get the album, as you will hear on the show later, or maybe you've already heard it. I don't know when he said it, but uh, but the people who back this uh, this thing at this stage will get it uh, probably before Christmas, and then uh, the album doesn't come out till next year. So that's worth doing. And uh, check out all the levels because there's a lot of cool stuff going on over there. EllisPaul.com for all your Ellis Paul needs. Uh, let's see. Never Not Funny is going to be live this weekend in Chicago. One uh, thirty show. It's Chicago's Rosemont Zanies. Uh, that is Never Not Funny live at one thirty. Playing games live at four p.m. on May twelfth. And uh, we've got Brian Noonan and Bill Leff on those shows, respectively. Probably a couple tickets left, but uh, get in there. And while the getting is good, and after that, we're going to uh, Brooklyn, but that's sold out on June 2nd. So check out June 3rd. We are at Acme in Minneapolis. 3 p.m. matinee show there. Go to NeverNotFunny.com and click the tour link if you want any info on our live shows there. Meanwhile, Jimmy Pardo is going to be uh, in Sunnyvale, California at Rooster Tea Feathers June 14th through the 16th and the Helium in Buffalo, New York on January, uh, sorry, June 28th, 29th, and 30th. And uh, you can go to JimmyPardo.com for more info on his stuff. Just click his tour link and enjoy. Hey, sometimes you find yourself uh, the, the wallet's uh, missing a couple of bucks. Yeah. Ooh, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earnings there if you got a last-minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the, at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other are you, are you at the... Wild animal vet? Yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people, I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun. It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, That's a good point. Yeah. Why are they, yeah. Why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue? You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, This is here's the important thing. Earn-in is there because the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good, I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn-in jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn-in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah, it's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these are right. not professional these broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> Uh, hey, download Earning today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N. That's in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Never Not Funny under podcast, please. When you sign up, it'll help the show. Let's them know who sent you there, who directed you there. Once again, put in Never Not Funny under podcast. Subject your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Earning. It's your money. Get it now. Hey, whether you have a small business or a big business, we know that uh, finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do. Well, here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you. Thank you to our friends, Zip Recruiter. Zip, zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. 
Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just take a look at that. Just yeah, if you always had an idea of like, I, you know, I could I could start a small business, mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people. We could, you know, get this thing off the ground. Get, let's, let's make some widgets. Just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need. What do you need? Like a an accountant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. You need a personal assistant? I do. You need a, a well, I don't know, like a graphic designer maybe? I do. Okay. Well, wait, are you, are you starting a business? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do to three things I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Got a team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah. You went on. You said, look, I'm looking for yeah. uh, metal. Metal. What are the, What's that called? A metal worker? Um, Someone who ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge, for. they forge the the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay, good uh, luck. Good good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as bikechain.com, uh, I don't own that. <laughs> so don't don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Don't not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it probably is. But it probably is. And you know what? I think i got to get into the bike chain game. Yeah, you do. Uh, the way to do that is for, through ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, ZipRecruiter is the way to do it. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now, I don't cook at the house, Matt. You know that. And I and I also discovered something today that I apparently start every ad with the word now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes when I'm editing them uh, into the show. Do you take that out? No, I just notice it and go, hmm, that's interesting. But I then I realize no one's going to notice that because they're spaced apart. Like, you only notice it if you're listening to each one in a row, only the top of each one. I don't know how the uh, I don't know how you uh, do this. I don't listen to the program. I don't care for the co-host. <laughs> um, the video guy's great, though. Video guy carries the show. Yeah, quite frankly. <laughs> Wasn't a wheeze. Wasn't a wheeze. You gotta love that. <laughs> I do love it. Blue Apron's the way to go. You and uh, Wheeze over there, uh, or non Wheeze. Wheezy. You guys both use the Blue Apron. Mm-hmm. We do. They are the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They are on a mission to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Maybe even me one day. Maybe even they can convert Jimmy Pardo. That would be amazing. I think you would, if you overcame your issues with smelling food cooking as it's happening. This would be a great place to start because they will take you from not knowing how to do anything to uh, at least I made uh, this like pork salsa verde thing that was so good the other day. And uh, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, but they just walk you through it. And it's easy. Well, and Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know that part of your thing is the is meat cooking. And it's not it's not just meat, but it's mostly meat. Uh, you can pick uh, just vegetable, vegetarian dishes True. as well. I actually did that on my last one. I, w- I went out of my way to make sure I picked non-meat dishes because I was trying to avoid some meat. And it, they're just as great. Oh, cool. Just as delicious. We just found out that the non-meat dishes are just as delicious. They deliver it almost fr- rhymes. I know, I know. You know what? I thought it was going to rhyme, which is why I did it. And then when it didn't, I just kept moving. <laughs> <laughs> I think it rhymes. I mean, it, it was, rhymes enough. It was cool. Well, they deliver fresh food, Matt. Yep. Uh, non-GMO, pre-portioned ingredients, step-by-step recipes right to your door. They could all be cooked under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. You can pick a two, three, four recipes. You could also pick, they have certain recipes are designated like these are 30 minute ones. So like if you know that you don't have enough time or as much time in a certain week, you go, let me let me t- take these 30 minute ones. Those are also delicious. And I like to do that sometimes because I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I'm just like, it's, I know it's going to be a busy week. Let's just uh, let's do these. And they end up being just as good. So I don't know why you would mess around with the uh, 45 minute ones. 
<laughs> what I'm saying is, stop making those 45 minute ones. <laughs> what are you doing, Blue April? Yeah, Blue April, let's tighten it up. <laughs> hey, speaking of tightening up, these guys are tight with Airbnb right now for six weeks, April 16th through May 21st. So we're in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. Blue Apron is teaming with Airbnb to bring you the best home cooking from around the world. Hmm. Each week, their menu will feature a recipe developed in collaboration with an Airbnb experience host like Cece, a chef from Shanghai who makes incredible Kung Pao chicken. Cool. That's a Shanghai chef making Kung Pao chicken. The name of Cece. <laughs> How do you spell that? C-I-C-I. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was like X-I-X-I or something. Oh, I wish it was. No, I don't. I don't care how this guy spells his name or woman. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, t- uh, listen, we love Blue Apron here uh, at the Never Not Funny. You will, too. Check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals for free by going to blueapron.com slash never. Go to uh, blueapron.com slash never. You know what? Even put that into your browser. Take a look around. See, uh, take a look at those, uh, what they have to offer you over yeah. there. It couldn't hurt to just go into blueapron.com slash never and take a peeky boo. See what's going on at Blue Apron. It's a beautiful website, and you can see really nice photographs of all the uh, the dishes. And well, I'm going to tell you something. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. See, see. Here's the truth of the matter. You guys want to get to you, you. I don't think you can handle it. I'm pretty sure I can't, but try. try. Brushing your teeth the way you're doing it? Yeah. Wrong. What? Hey. You're not doing it for long enough. Mm-hmm. You forget to change your brush. Mm. It's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing. Not our buddies at Quip. Mm. I love my Quip toothbrush. Toothbrush. Do you think it makes you funnier having uh, putting that in your mouth? Every I don't day? think it's hurting. <laughs> I certainly don't think it's hurting. I mean, you're literally putting a Quip in your mouth twice a day. <laughs> now i know a lot of people think that was an insult to me jimmy just happened to be taking a sip of a, a, a soda a sure carbonated that, sure that's what it was matt belt knap quip is an electric toothbrush matt yep cost a fraction of the bulk of your brushes packs the right amount of vibrations to clean your teeth i love it and i'll tell you what they got they have a service right mm-hmm. anyway they got a built-in timer yep so you do each quadrant sure. for 30 seconds for the recommended two minutes is it a good vibration you're it, it, it's picking it up yeah they got a subscription built for your health, delivering new brush heads every three months. And that is five bucks, including free shipping worldwide. And I'm going to tell you something. My uh, my new brush head showed up just uh, while I was out of town. I came home and it's waiting for me. Nice. There it is. And it's the way you gotta, that you swap it out, mm-hmm. you get you get satisfaction. There's something yeah. neat about swapping out the head on this quip. Do you take that quip uh, when you go on the road? Put in your uh, your dip. It, do- it, dop c- kit. it comes with a little uh, little travel thing. Nice. So yeah, it's a, so I'm vibrating here or in Salt Lake. I don't that because what I was gonna say is I don't want to bring one of those bulky like old school. Well, it, it would, they wouldn't let you carry that on. It looks like a weapon. Yeah. This is a toothbrush. This is just like the size of a regular toothbrush. Yeah, right? fits yeah. nicely in the hand. They got Sweet. a lot of different colors to choose from. That doesn't even say to talk about that on the uh, okay the ad here, but they got some neat looking colors. Now listen. Uh, everyone loves Quip. First, A, your hero, Jimmy Pardo. Mm-hmm. I like Quip so much. I think other other podcasters that do the ad, I should be included in this list of people that love it. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, Oprah's O-List. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume that stands for orgasm. <laughs> uh, it was named one of Time's Best Inventions, mm-hmm. and it is the first subscription electronic toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. And also... Jimmy Pardo likes it. See? Wouldn't that be nice? Fits right in. Wouldn't you like to hear Scott Ackerman say that? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you like to hear Mark Marone say it? (laughs) Right? I think he'd like to hear you say it. Maybe a Doug Binson. I mean, these are guys (laughs) that I would like to have mention it. Adam Carolla. These are people that it would be nice if they said, also, Jimmy Pardo. Mm -hmm. 
They're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers, including Jimmy Pardo. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Pardo right now, you're going to get your first refill pack free. Nice. With a Quip electronic toothbrush. Okay. That is getquip.com, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Pardo. You get your first refill pack free. Uh, and and, and uh, like we always say, just put the put that in your browser. Go take go check out what Get Quip is about. Mm-hmm. Even if you think, hey, I'm not in the uh, I'm not in the market for a new toothbrush, but uh, I'm going to see what Pardo's talking about. Getquip.com slash Pardo. You will uh, say, hey, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to do it. G e t q u i p dot com slash Pardo. Getquip dot com. Getquip. A better way to brush. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2212. Uh, Ellis Paul is here. We'll go around the horn in a minute, but Ellis has already strapped the guitar on, strapless guitar. You use the strap on stage, though. Uh, when I'm standing. If I'm sitting, I, I don't. What don't you like about it? The way that it drapes around your waist and makes you uncomfortable? Yeah, it hangs loose. It's like having too much slack, so yeah. it just gets in the way when you're sitting. You don't like it. You play no. piano, too, though, right? Yeah, not very well. You don't I, think you play it well? Oh, hell no. No. I'm just like, I chord... I play like I'm using like garden utensils. <laughs> and you know, I can write. I'm, I'm you know, I, I write my way through it, which is fine, but I've got a lot a broader skill set on guitar. But don't you have a uh, do you have a grand piano in your home or no, an upright? Just a keyboard. I thought you had a p- you don't have a piano. Mm-mm. I've been looking for one for my daughter cuz she's playing and she's serious about it. Yeah. She's How, already better than me. Your daughter's 11? I want to that's my guess. Uh my youngest is 11. My oldest is 14 now. It's going to be 14 in a month or two. Really? Yeah. How are you and we'll, and we'll get to your song. How are you enjoying raising two young girls? One's a teenager now. Yeah, it's um I'm entering the, you know, the dark ages yeah. <laughs> where, you know, the, the, uh, the eye roll thing and, um, oh. are you oh, getting that? Oh, it's constantly. Yeah. And they're always looking for the burn and, uh, but it's fun. I love it because they're, they're witty and they're, they're fresh and, um, you know, I'm just not the center of their universe anymore, which is, which is fine. Is it fine? <laughs> Because, you know, yeah. Matt, Matt's uh, daughter is uh, is nine and uh, son is six and my son is 10. And uh, I'm scared to death of when I'm not the center of the universe yeah. uh, or his universe. It scares me that there's going to be a minute where it's like, uh, like even last week at Target, he said, me, I, he told me I have to stop talking. Oh, so really? uh, <laughs> uh, I embarrassed him in front of some girls. And, uh, oh, no, not that. Yeah, I was the asshole dad that thought that would be cute. And uh, yeah, it wasn't. And he was right to. Tell me to, to bust knock it you. off, yeah. But right. uh, but I I I don't want to I don't want this to stop. I know it's it's funny because I I look at my my fourteen year old and I do see a little girl sort of like in the it's almost like you know who is it that said when they're looking at a a a, a block of whatever stone they can see the the the, the sculpture mm-hmm. inside it I can still see my daughter inside this thing that's emerged <laughs> as a fourteen year old. Uh, who used to like bark on the floor and you know on, and pretend she was a dog and and would, you know it's it's heartbreaking a little bit yeah but, you know you hope that person reemerges in some it will right because we kind of did like didn't we in their twenties right yeah hopefully when you realize dad is cool again yeah and is is that freshman year in high school fourteen or is it eighth grade eighth grade going eighth into grade. freshman year yeah Jesus I know it's crazy um, all right well you got a new album. Yeah, coming out. Yes, um, and it's called uh, the Storyteller's Storyteller Suitcase. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, and people could, are you still doing the, um, uh, is it an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter? What are you no, doing? I'm doing, uh, doing the fundraiser at my website. Oh, you are? Because they the Indiegogos and Kickstarter, they take 15% and then the credit cards take 3%. So then you're left with 20, then your manager comes along and takes his percent. You know? <laughs> right. So uh, I'm doing it right at my website. If they go to ellispaul.com, they can see all the levels. And like I said, there's some cool swag and there's a little suitcase that comes at yeah. certain levels with, no, um, nice. you know, a flask and a journal and golden tickets to shows and things like that. So it's 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 pretty cool. I even enjoyed watching the uh, the little uh, infomercial that you uh, made for that. Which, <laughs> nice. uh, uh, yeah, I don't know why I was like, oh, I'll click on that, and all of a sudden, seven minutes later, it's like I'm still watching this. <laughs> oh, good. I enjoyed it. Good. All right. Uh, so you're are you are you uh, being uh, doing a new song for us first? Yeah, as you can see, I've got um, I I've know, been working on this in the car. This is called the Storyteller Suitcase. Okay, and. Um, it's only a couple weeks old. I came up with the idea for the album, and then I decided I would write a song based on the idea so that it locks everything in, and it's really a song about being on the road, Great. doing this kind of thing. I think as a comedian, you'll hear a lot of you in it as well, probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. You know the rule, Elliot. Uh, you don't put the camera on me at all while this is happening. Uh, so I should put the camera on you the whole there's time. There's nothing worse than watching a person watch a guy sing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Ellis Paul. Faces you come to know by name. 
every year they come back again Floodlights sold out nights Others so empty you can't start a fist fight And a crowd of angels come waltzing in the concert hall You step on stage, love and rage Try to make a living by coining a phrase Sing to the rafters, sing until they're shaking the walls Circus life one man big top, you're the barker, the lion, the flames Then you fall into a hotel pillow Just hoping they'll remember your name Have you been doing that on stage? Uh, I have been, yeah. But even like today, I was rewriting lines on the drive, just listening through the iPhone. And I keep all of the demos on the iPhone. And I'm mm. listening, listening, and looking for ways to come up with a better little line and a little turn of phrase. And I don't want to blow up your spot. But I was I was watching, as you were singing, I was reading along on that one page. And then it changed. So was that something that you rewrote? Like, so the page, you've, right. you've gone off of from what was even right on that yeah, new page. Like I th threw a whole new lines in there. That's but, cool. Um, unfortunately, they came to my mind sometimes, you know, when I know I was like, how is he doing that? It's not there. Like, what is, where is that coming from? Thinking about my grocery list. <laughs> <laughs> I know a line in this song made me think of this, Ellis. It's a guy, and I, we may have talked about this when you were here before. You've uh, had the opportunity to open up for big bands on tour, as well as doing the, the coffee shops. Do you, is there one you prefer more? Do you like the, uh, or is it? Are they both two different animals? Yeah, they're two different animals. You know, I've I've played uh, twenty thousand people, and and I feel like it gets lost a little bit. Yeah, when it's like it's meant to be in that you know a hundred to seven hundred kind of seat rooms. It's it's intimate and it's like a conversation. And once it gets beyond, like I don't know how how do comedians like do two thousand seaters? I don't I, like, know. Are more like stadiums? It's. I, Ridiculous, I, that, and that's why I was asking. Because to me, I agree the comedy should be around two to three hundred people at the most, yeah, uh, or even seventy-five people. You know, and, or, yeah. So I think that's where the sweet spot is. I do because it's a conversation. Then you're yeah. communicating, but then anything else, then you're just performing, right? And, and, and I know that's go ahead. Well, it's like the, the well, you got to get a drummer on stage, and then that changes the dynamics that you do, and uh, all the nuances on the guitar left. Like you know, when I'm doing things like. I want that to be heard. <laughs> and you, as soon as you throw another drummer and, or a bass player, that covers all those little nuances up. And um, and then it's it becomes more of a, a band thing, and it's not really who I am. And you were never interested in doing a band thing. Now, you've gone out with guys before, uh, yeah. you know, maybe a little three-piece or when you've had uh, Rad with you. Right, uh, yeah, but Rad you, um, 
Uh, you never thought like uh, Ellis Paul and the uh, the Steel Traps. I just didn't know where it was gonna go. Anybody like that name? Is anybody on board <laughs> I with that? Do. How about I, in the I, kicked out lights? It's in the kicked out lights. It's too on the nose. Oh, that's the you worst. Can't, yeah. can't do a thing off after a song. So thank you. That's yeah. thoughtful of you that's that you even know that song. Like he spins a positive. We'd shit on him. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never allowed to win, Ellis. <laughs> he likes that he called this song back. It's which, a great uh, song. Which I want to say he debuted on our very show in we Atlanta. Like, we like to pretend that wow. that was it. Yeah. Well, like. I got to tell you guys, I, I'm grateful for your show because every single time I play out, there's somebody who comes who, That's nice. who you That's send awesome. in some way. So thank you. Well, we didn't send them. You sent them. You, yeah. you came on here and impressed them. I've had people say that they've used the performances I did here. They cut them out. They recorded them and cut them out and put them in their wedding ceremonies. Really? Wow. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. It's cool. Which one? I wonder which one. Huh. When we began, maybe? No, it was um, uh, I ain't no Jesus. Okay, yeah, somebody, somebody, the best recording they could find of it because it ha- it's going to be on the next record, um, even though it's several years old. The the best version they could find was the one I did here. Wow! So they just you know. And you're you're cool out. with that. I feel like <laughs> God, yeah, you man. should. Be, and not only should you be getting money, we should be getting money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You own the recording. That, you know. uh, Something's going on. But it's, it's a guy's wedding. No, I, I, I think it's I think it's flattering. I hope certainly hope he included my voice of introducing it. Of course, right, uh, right in the middle of the wedding dance. <laughs> and my, right. hey, go fuck yourself. Here's Alice Paul. <laughs> I ain't no Jesus. That's not how it goes. That's my right. Would be more like uh, I ain't no Jesus. That's oh, my, there you go. There's you my Alice Paul. You got to sing right from the corner. Paul, right over there. She fell into a mattress. <laughs> the grace of an actress. There we go. Little You're Maria's uh, beautiful mess. That was, that was very close to your Phyllis Diller. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like Carol Channing. Carol Channing. Like Carol Channing. That's right, young people. She fell into a mattress. With the grace of an actress. I sang uh, her back. I, no, it's two different, that's two different verses. That's, I, just, I just sadly sounds like me. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true at all. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go around the horn real fast. We didn't have an opportunity to do this, but uh, we are uh, up against the clock a little bit today. Uh, right, we got to be done by one thirty, right, Matt? We got plenty of time. Okay, well, we still we got to do the ads and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got uh, forty minutes. All right, well, I, I can't. All right, I just want to. All right. Uh, hi, Garen. Hi. All right, hi, Elliot. All right, we did. There we go. Uh, anything happen over the uh, weekend, uh, Garen? That we uh, need to know about? <clears throat> no, I was telling you earlier. I got hosed by Amoeba. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I saw School of Rock on Thursday. How'd you enjoy it? Oh yeah, how was it? It's great. Cool. Some of the adult characters are really annoying, but by design, I assume, performance-wise, they were all fantastic. And you're going to see it soon, right? Yeah, we're going on Mother's Day. Yeah, oh. those kids are, they're incredible. Cool. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, they, I, I've heard they've, they cast different kids in every city on the tour. They're, they use locals, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? Yeah, so I guess LA is a good place because there's a lot of talent here. Uh, have you seen the School of Rock yet, Ellis? No, I've heard it's great. It's great. I hear, I hear good things about yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen Hamilton fun. either. Oh, know. brother, you gotta, yeah. <laughs> you gotta go. I do. I was in Salt Lake over the weekend, and Hamilton is there at the moment. Oh, and I oh, thought, uh, uh, I actually went down and tried to get a, a, a ticket. To yeah. It, and uh, nothing, not nothing to be found. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I thought. What I, are you do like a matinee? I was gonna go to the two o'clock matinee on yeah. Saturday oh, before been, my show. That'd have been great. Uh, and I had a price in my mind of how many, how could I rationalize paying for this? Mm-hmm. To see it a fifth time? <laughs> <laughs> no, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, my wife yells at me for saying this. I've, I've seen it four times in four wow. different cities. Well, it is fantastic. I have the soundtrack it's, on, on my phone. I listen to it quite a lot. And, yeah. yeah. It's the uh, really. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And uh, of course, number two is Carousel. <laughs> yeah. I, don't like, I don't like Carousel. Others tell me it's great. I'm not a fan of Carousel. 
Is that the one that uh, what what's the revival that um, that Josh Henry is in now that he just got nominated for a Tony? It's it's either Carousel or something Cabaret. No, it was Carousel. Is that on Broadway right now? I don't know the answer to that. Look at those Tony nominations. I think the guy that was playing Aaron Burr on tour right. is now starring in that and just got nominated for a Tony. Is it Carousel? I don't know. It's some word. It's a one-word C uh, starting with a C. Candide. I, I, no. Is it Candide? That's a great. That's a uh, Carousel. It is Carousel. Wow. Oh, are we all supposed to pretend we like Carousel again because the guy from <laughs> Hamilton's in it? <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I mean, I know the name. I've, I've never seen it. I don't know what it's about. Look up the letter Z in the alphabet and then type that on your keyboard about 90 times. That's Carousel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, wow, uh, you should write for the Times, the, the Broadway section. That's a good one. You know what? I, maybe mm. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to revisit that and go, hey, you know what I'm wrong about? Carousel. It's right. great. If it's anything like my history, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to uh, have egg on my face about this. Uh, all right, Garen, anything else? You, did, you, did you see Bad Samaritan? No, I want to see it. Though. Seems like it's right in your wheelhouse. Really? I saw it. What do you think about uh, Breaking In? What's that now? That comes out of Mother's Day about the single mom who has to fight off all the guys. Oh, payback is a mother. Oh, yeah. oh right. With Gabrielle looks Union? So good. Looks yeah. good. Okay. You're going to like this too then. You're going to like Bad Samaritan. It's got Doctor Who in it. Yeah, he's great. He's a mix between Griffin Dunn and Charlie Sheen in this character. It's very, oh. it's really good. Hmm. What a weird mix of You'll actors. see it and you'll like it. it David Tennant, Doctor Who? David Tennant, yeah. yeah. Very handsome, charming. Yeah. Right. Do you go to movies before your gigs? Or are you all focused on getting there, writing lyrics? No, if I have a free afternoon, I definitely try and hit a movie. You go by yourself? You drag somebody with you? Sometimes by myself. It's the best, right? Yeah. Nothing better than going by yourself. I love it. And, you know, I want. Yeah, I think the Avengers movie just came out. I haven't yeah. seen that. Um, You're a comic book guy? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, maybe we talked about this before now, now that I'm asking that. I mean, I'm not, I, I wasn't into X-Men, uh, X-Men, but the yeah. Avengers and um, and the Submariner and Spider-Man and Iron Man, all those, I grew up on, on mm-hmm. that stuff. Cool. Nice. And now that, you know, the technology is so great that they make those. Yeah, it's Anything it's, it's can crazy. be done. Yeah. It's yeah, it's fun. Much. I mean, I like Jimmy did not like Infinity War. I've seen it twice already. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, as a comic, like a, a lapsed comic book guy, I felt like it was very comic booky. Like it really, it really got deep in my yeah soul of like what I liked as a kid about them. I just saw the last Thor, and uh, that's a lot of fun. Very, very funny. Yeah. And um, Black Panther, I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, I, I see a lot of kids' movies mm-hmm. um, like Coco. Which mm-hmm. was totally oh, amazing. Oh, the Mama Coco. Oh, the Mama Coco. We've entered a familiar realm, yes. clearly. That is the other thing Isn't that my that son wants to stop. I liked it. Yeah, oh, I just thought visually it was just... It's so, incredibly beautiful. So yeah. amazing to watch. That city. You like, could just turn off the sound and, yeah. you know. I like some of the music, too. Did you like the like the? I like the storyline, because obviously I'm a musician, yeah. and... Um, I mean, it felt like a kid's story, but there was, right. and you know, I, I, when I watched it, I, I was in this Latino, the crowd was like 80% Latino, mm-hmm. which had never been in a theater with, with that heavy of a Latino crowd. And it was really fun to watch them soak cool. it in. And yeah, they felt, I, I felt like they were really having a moment with the film that um, was pretty amazing to That's watch. Cool. Yeah. 
He kind of dodged my question, but I really liked the music. He dodged it twice. <laughs> no, I did like it. No, you, you wonderfully dodged it. Well, you know what I liked about it is the guitar, the rendering of the hands on the guitar were actually a, a, yeah. actual notes being Oh, were they played. really? Yeah, they, they, they were so accurate. intent on the accuracy yeah. of it that uh, I was totally I heard that that was one of, like, one of the hardest things to do is sync animated finger fingering on a guitar with this track is like i don't think they've ever you know how cartoons usually have four like characters usually have four fingers because it's just like awkward to deal with five fingers in animation (laughs) and so like to do that right was i think like a huge part of the puzzle for them so yeah and all the the finesse of that kind of animation was pretty amazing to watch and the playing was sensational on it doesn't comment on the songs. <laughs> he likes the song. Can't, I, I do not know if he likes the song. Oh, that's a great point. It's like, it's like no, the playing was phenomenal. The animation was great. Yeah, what about the songs? Oh, the way that they replicated that? There was the Remember Me, oh, which right, is they play right. it 50 times, which I think is just okay. But I, the song at the end, uh, Proud Corazon, I think is great. And it just gets this, it's only like a minute and a half at the very end, but it's, it really like, it got me, like I started crying when I heard it because it's just like really emotional and wonderful. But uh, I feel like that should have been more prominent. More central. Yeah, but whatever. They, the, the Remember Me works because it's like, you hear different styles of it. Like, you know, De La Cruz sings it in this like ridiculous pompous style. And then like he's later, the guy who wrote it is like singing it in a more like heartfelt way, which is cool. Yeah. I, I thought the music was fine, but it, I didn't remember it sticking out in a way beyond yeah. any other kind of Disney right. flick. Yeah. You know, I agree with all that. Mm-hmm. But the Mama Coco. No, but Mama Coco. <laughs> oh, the Mama Coco. Oh, just yesterday. We, we, <laughs> did it again? We, yeah, because we were trying to decide where to have dinner. And we were like, so should we go here? Should we go here? Then Danielle, literally, both of us at the same time to Oliver went, what about the Mama Coco? <laughs> and no! He just gets mad and wants uh, to kill us. We did not go to Coco's for yeah. dinner uh, based on that uh, response. Uh, all right, Garen, we wish you a lot of luck. We'll talk more on Thursday. Sounds uh, good. Right? It does sound good. Sounds you feeling great. better? You started the day off with a horrible headache. Yeah. You know what I think it might be? Uh, I'm cutting back on caffeine. Okay. And I just realized I haven't had caffeine all weekend. Wait, what? No Jeez. caffeine. Oh, yeah. now you're about to you're about to go into hell. Yeah. So But then you just I just got a little bit of a soft bed to land on. AKA <laughs> <laughs> diet soft Dr. Bed Pepper. Hell. Boy, there's some of that uh, that the award-winning writing that we hear yeah. about. Uh all right, well anything else over the weekend? No. No, just well, I was sick kind of you guys called it because I was so tired lately and I got hit with the cold after School of Rock slept all day Friday, most of Saturday, and uh, I'm crawling out of it now. So, oh boy, might not sound like it, but I'm yeah, you don't sound good. I'm much, much, yeah. Better. If you're still sick and you came here, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, you I'm said fine. you were fine when you had strep throat. You don't know what you're doing. Look, listen, <laughs> fine. What does that mean? No, no cloggy. I don't know. Could you not do that again? <laughs> uh, Sardi Chevrolet, uh, Elliot, sir. how are you? I'm fine. How are you? All right, you're also very sleepy. You're having trouble sleeping as well. I don't know why, but yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk more on Thursday. How's that sound? Sure, sure. Anything else? Is there something uh, pressing? Get that melanonin. The construction's almost done at the building. What's that, Gary? Get that melanonin. Get that melanonin off off air. Yeah. Melanonin. Melanonin. (laughs) These two were trying to... He's he's legitimately having trouble sleeping. I thought you were already doing that. Or was that... I do have melatonin. And isn't it melatonin? It's melatonin. And and here's the thing is for me that only... It works for five hours and then I wake up. So it doesn't give me the full... Are you drinking five hour energy drink (laughs) instead of taking melatonin? Oh, wow. 
Yeah, that could be. <laughs> but then I, do you think that joke would have worked better had it not stuttered over every word of the sentence? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a professional comedian like you, but I think you're probably right. <laughs> you might. You be can cross list. off all those words in that <laughs> sentence, by the way. <laughs> Um, all right, well, get some sleep tonight. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do that. <laughs> oh, Weeze is back. Oh, boy. Everything's breaking back with that guy. <laughs> Everything's, he's yeah, got he's, this Weeze laugh that he it just came out of nowhere like a month ago, and it wow. won't go away. Uh, he's like the guy. Uh, maybe I said this smoker? before. No. Wow. No, although I... Uh, I did. This is can't be it, but I've been doing some singing where I've been trying to like have that sort of graveliness that could have something to do with it, but hmm. it doesn't. No, I think you just wanted to show off that you sing in front of Ellis. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all that really was. Hey, I gotta say, guys, since I've been here last year, your camera collection is <laughs> not only Looking good, right? much better, but I think there are far more of them. Yeah, know. I don't know uh, if that's. Accurate, but it's stupid. But, and and then can you remember GoPros? <laughs> you ever have go- little GoPros? He was don't don't get him started. He no. was experimenting with some 360 camera the other day. That oh, had it. We suddenly we had nine cameras in here. So. Wow. It was a little bit crazy. Yeah, for a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> for an audio program. I then. like in the notes that you guys say dress for radio, <laughs> and then yeah. You're still on camera. I do say it's you know it says you're it's a video show. Yeah, but it don't because if you say in this town somebody's going to come all made up and act like it's a right. on camera gig as opposed to so I dress for radio. Be comfortable. Yeah. Try to keep it casual. Yeah, oh, casual. And then we obsess about our looks. <laughs> uh, Matt, you're doing well. Hello, over there at the dashboard behind mm-hmm. the dashboard. Yes. All right, Ellis Paul is our guest. He's uh, out promoting his uh, new album that's going to be uh, coming out. Uh, when do you anticipate this thing coming out? Well, I'm going to have it hopefully before the holidays um, for the people that contributed to the album project. Um, and then I think the official street date, radio date, is going to be February. Of 19, 2019. Yeah. What does that mean when you say street date, radio date? Uh, well, radio, you know, promoters are, they get uptight if you release the record and sell it before because then sometimes it finds its way onto DJ's hands and they mm-hmm. you know they start spinning it before it's actually supposed to be out and and uh, they're particular about when they want it to drop and they they want it to be a f- an official date and uh, I don't know why but it seems like in this market where you know songs and radio are exactly. not what they were when we were kids yeah uh, just let the songs get out there and let them breathe and let people learn about it. And then, oh, hey, I heard that song on uh, the coffee house on Sirius XM. That guy's at McCabe's. I'm going to go see him. Like, why not uh, let that be the case? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, th- I think they just want, there's something to be said about having the impact of the record happen within a short span of time over two months. Like you, you get impact. They say that when you, brands want you to be hit by the brand eight times in a short, short period of time. And that way it really gets in your DNA and, um, I think songs are the same way. So there's some argument there that they just don't want you to spread it out so much over time that it it doesn't hit people rapid fire. Right. You it's know? like dissipating the, the yeah, impact of it. And right. there's probably promotion, record label promotion and stuff that's they're planning and they this is when it's going to happen and stuff. So Yeah, so it, but it, again, like the time, the, it, we're, we're navigating this new era of music and trust me, no one knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Everyone's just stumbling forward and trying to find their way and uh it's interesting i mean it it gives uh, it gives a place for anyone in their kitchen to record a decent record also horrible records right (laughs) uh, and then put it up on online and uh which is fantastic so 
Um, it's it's kind of like guerrilla warfare out there. Yeah, it's as a, it is for a podcast, and you know, you guys, a lot more now than when we started. Yeah, you, you know, and you were smart to jump in when you did. It's all this guy. Mm. All right, Matt. There you go. Yeah, there you go, Matt. You're welcome. Uh, I was just in Emerald name drop here. I was uh, talking uh, not long ago with Tommy Shaw from Styx. Yeah. And talking because they had a new album out called The Mission, which is a great album. But nobody knows it. Nobody knows it exists. Even Styx, they can't get airplay anywhere. Right. And he's like, you know, we put it out there. We hope that somebody likes it. And then we talked about them doing it live, doing the songs. I said, well, we're not doing new songs live. It's death. Everybody walks away. Nobody cares. And like hmm. they want to hear the hits. They want to hear the hits. They're sticks. And they're and they're yeah. but they're, they're these legendary classic rock guys that can't even convince the the audience to wow. tolerate four minutes of something new. Right. And I have the same problem. I don't have hits. It's like that because you know people hear you in your their twenties and thirties, and then they they attach you to that memory of that part of their lives, and then they go have kids, and they they tap out of sort of a social scene and then for 20 years they're just gone and they come back in their 50s just to maybe stick their toe in mm -hmm. and they want to be reminded of 20 years ago yeah and because uh, that's where they fell in love with your music and and then i'm up there not doing those songs and uh, I get people complaining, like, well, I saw you back in 1996. I'm like, well, I've, that's 10 albums ago. Right. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember how to play those songs anymore. And uh, and I, I'm telling people that this record is going to be the one where I start over. I'm going to start leaving my, my back catalog behind. And I won't do those songs unless I announce it, that I'm on this tour, I'm going to be doing songs from this record. Mm -hmm. um, and that way, you know, I can sort of direct that a little bit. And you just did the thing, uh, speaking, we were talking earlier about the band Chicago. They're doing all of Chicago 2 from start to finish as part of their tour. Nice. Uh, but you were uh, do it as the part of the, uh, the what are they? The concert window thing. Concert window where you'll yeah. do a full album. And right. uh, was it for great. an anniversary of some sort? Is that why? Yeah, it was my 25th anniversary. So in, in, in that year, I did every record in consecutive order over the course of the 12 months awesome. and, and uh, did a dozen albums. And it was, it was fun. The coolest... <laughs> I, this is an aside, but well, maybe it isn't because it's about technology. And um, I, I do uh, trivia every show, and I, the trivia on, on the 1992 album "Say Something" was what was the number one song of 1992? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hmm. 92 number one song of the year mm -hmm. I think on I, Billboard. I think I have it. Most airplay. Okay. I, I, my guess is "End of the Road" by Boys to Men. Bing, 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 Bing. Jesus Christ. Wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> Shocked. Shocked. Yeah. So did we just step on the story, though? So what's oh, the story? Well, no, that's that's incredible that you'd know it. But somebody won. And I said, Alexa, play End of the Road by Boys to Men. And of course, uh, it came on my Alexa so everyone could hear it. And, and that was my the moment that I was just, you know, sh sharing technology with them. But because I set it into the microphone, into the internet, 300 Alexis <laughs> <laughs> all started playing it all over the world. And it was, it was fantastic. That's moment. awesome. Yeah. Love it. Someone do somewhere. That in 92. You know? <laughs> right. There's some guy sitting somewhere at Amazon headquarters going, why did that just play at the same time in three <laughs> exactly. places? Like that's looking at a graph of like, what happened? Oh, that's so that's cool. funny. Guys, we're hot. Boys, <laughs> the men are getting excited. Yeah. <laughs> Get those jackets out. We're going on tour. <laughs> We're touring. I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, now, Matt, refresh me. We got to be done with everything by one thirty, or just no, no. the show itself. Show. Oh, so we're fine. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I was saying. Like I, I was saying, I have to leave at like one fifty. 
ish. Okay, so that. but we have time here. That's that's to account for time with recording commercials. And all right, yeah. Uh, all right, Alice, you want to do another one? Sure. It's up to you. Oh, I'd love to. Wow, this guitar sounds so nice. <laughs> what happened to the uh, the multicolored one? What happened to that? I guy? still have it, um, but I just got Martin help me hook me up with this guitar, and uh, it's an Eric Clapton model, and uh, you know. Sometimes I pick it up, I'm like, oh, feels so nice. So this is not the famous guitar that got damaged on that plane? No, and, okay. no, but this is the been... next guitar to be damaged on, the, on a plane, <laughs> I'm sure, somewhere along the line. As a guy that plays guitar, not, not rock guitar, but uh, you say it's an Eric Clapton model, uh, are, do you like Eric Clapton's playing? Did you specifically ask for a Clapton? No, uh, I mean, I love Eric Clapton's playing, but uh, it's just the way the guitar is set up, and he did you know, pick out all the specifics, like the, the width of the neck and, oh, okay. and the body size and the bracing he helped in all of the design of it. And I'm sure he, he's played enough guitar so he knows. He knows what. And it just, it's easy and it's lighter. And uh, the tailor that you guys are referring to is a beautiful, beautiful guitar, but it, it's like three times the weight of this guitar. It's Whoa. very, very heavy, very big. And the wood is uh, cookable though, which is much heavier than this rosewood. And, uh, so this is just easier and and uh and it's not as boomy and bassy as the other one but it's just even and <laughs> i don't know if you, you know you have to be a, an aficionado to yeah. really appreciate i don't know what it. just happened sounds like a guitar it's got all six of them on there. <laughs> yeah. it's got yeah, all six strings you're looking for it gave me a little asmr it did all right yeah uh, yeah okay hit me right right there in the mm -hmm. hey, there you go right yeah it's the resonance actually makes your brain do your bones do things and your chest do things when it's on your body and oh, nice. anyway let me play another new one here we go uh, this one is about my daughter and and uh, my father it's about my father's passing and explaining it to my daughter this is my true life story of karma and coincidence after life and innocence of a child in my father's ghost my father slipped into the sweet forever after surrounded by tears and laughter he stepped into the great unknown into the Yes, sir. 
I said, honey, some people believe that when you die, you go to heaven. There are angels there awaiting. They are family with open arms. Still others believe we are nothing more than stardust. We are coincidence. To stardust we return And the Buddhists believe If you build a life of good karma The afterlife won't harm you You'll come back as a living thing Like a bird that sings So my daughter says to me, well then could I come back as a puppy? I said yes, if what the Buddhists say is true. Then her voice changed and tears came. She said, if I came back as a puppy, would I? belong to you Oh, the innocence Karma and coincidence The afterlife The innocence The Wow. Still chokes me up. It got me. The line of, would I I belong to you? Yeah. Would I come back at a puppy? That that came straight from what the day was like. Oh, man. Yeah. That was, uh, I just lost my mom on New Year's Eve. So to hear that uh, was, uh, Jesus. Yeah. When did you lose your dad? It's quite a while ago. That's my older daughter, so it was uh, nine years ago. Yeah. But for this album, what I did was I I wrote down a bunch of days in my life to you know that that were significant, funny, or profound, and um, and then then I was going to try and write a song about those days if I could. And I looked at that day and I'm like, that was so amazing, but I don't know if I can make that into a song. and then I said, oh, might as well try. And I, I just wrote what happened. And mm-hmm. and uh, there's no chorus. There's It's just, you know, bing, 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 bing. Then she said this. Right. <laughs> and yeah. we both cried. And yeah. it was the first profound conversation I ever had with her that was bigger than bigger than life. At five is young. I mean, that's young to even try to wrap well, your head around. Well, just like, I just could, I could look at her and watch that she was, the, the gears were turning and she was she was realizing that, these things were happening in her mind that she had never even thought about. And it happened within a 30 seconds period, period of time. Right. And I could see her eyes just get big and then she started crying and yeah, it was rough, Yeah, but beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. And a beautiful song. 
Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy with that one. And then that, that those two are definitely going to be on on the album. So are you writing songs or performing songs on the road that won't make the album? Potentially. Workshopping, as uh, you guys say, in the uh, yeah, folk you world? Know, there's something, you know, it's just like a joke. If you say something and, and the crowd's going to laugh likely, but it's just how loud do they laugh? How long does the laugh last? Is there like something that happens in their reaction, like in the silence and how they're listening to the story and then how they react that you can get a sense of how how good the joke was. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's the same way with a song. You, you just kind of get that in that ether like reading on, on what the energy was for that mm -hmm. three or four minutes. Right. And so yeah, I, I, I test run all of these, which I'm doing here now, but hopefully I'm doing songs that are actually going to be on it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I can encourage your listeners to go out and, Put it on Spotify or whatever. Well, I want them to buy it, but I also I have a feeling that uh, that version of that song you just did, which I'm guessing is called Afterlife, uh, the Innocence and the Afterlife, the, Innocence the Afterlife is going to be one where they lift it directly from this show. <laughs> yeah. And it music. was it was a good for that might have been the best time nice. I've ever done it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because it was flawed. So yeah. new. It was great. Beautiful. Uh, still. Yeah. Um, what's going on with the Ellis Paul cruise? Is that uh, still something oh, you're doing? Yeah, there's two spectacular vacation trips going on. Uh, one is happening at the end of May, May 25th. I don't know when the show is airing, but Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, geez, really? Yeah. That, wow, you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's bam. Yeah, May 25th. There's still room on that cruise cool. if you want to come or going. Uh, where does it go? Where does it leave from and where does it go? Vancouver up the Inner Passage to Seward, Alaska. And then uh, there's two buses that are taking most of the crowd to Homer, Alaska, where I'm going to do a show at Alice's Champagne Palace. I have a song about that yeah. place. And then the next trip is also spectacular. Um, it's in Maine on an island called Manhegan Island. It's about 10 miles off the coast of Maine, and that's happening in mid-June. It's June 10th uh, to the 15th. And uh, that island is an artist colony where Andrew Wyeth painted and, and Edward Hopper and all these fantastic portrait artists and um and landscape artists go out there and they paint. There's no streets, no street lights, and uh, about 40 or 50 people on that that trip are going to be there. And I invited Sam Baker, who's one of the best songwriters in Texas, to come with me, and on to Duvacot, who's one of my favorite singer songwriters from New England. And they're going to be on that. Right. Cool. And you do shows on the boat as well while you're out there, or is it just yeah. we hang out and then we get to? But you do, yeah. Yeah, we question. do four. We're doing four kind of event shows. Um, there's a radio program that's coming along. And they're going to interview me as one of the shows, and and then uh, the the ship gives us rooms between five and seven before the night shows come on. So everybody oh, okay. that comes can see a show by me, and then go out and see something in the ship if they want. Right. So it's 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 pretty cool. Sounds and if fun. any of you guys are songwriters, I also run the New England Songwriters uh, Retreat. If there's any, you probably have quite a few songs. I would imagine we do, yeah. yeah. And that's in uh, that's over Labor Day weekend. That's in Connecticut. And they can find, obviously, uh, your website everything. will have details to everything like yeah, this. Yeah, and the fundraisers there, all that commercial stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta get it in. You'd bam, 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 bam. Say the, bam. what's the website? Is it Ellis-Paul or is it Ellis-Paul Songs? It's just ellispaul.com. Uh, oh, okay, cool. I don't yeah. know why I had something else in my head. Isn't it Ellis Paul songs? Is that you on That's Twitter? That's my Twitter okay, handle. Gotcha. I, I think. Yeah. yeah, it might even be one of the other Facebooky things. <laughs> yeah, okay. So just ellispaul.com. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Go there. You get everything. All right. Great. <laughs> go. But that's and a people, turnaround, guys. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, we that's how we do it. We go one. You do you Monday you, to Wednesday. Do you tape two a week. Three. Yeah, we do another two. one Thursday that goes up wow. Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
There's nothing. There's it's nothing not really to, all that fast. It's, we, uh, we don't I, do anything. I like that you're impressed by this. <laughs> well, I, got, I see five cameras. He's, right. he's editing on the fly. So. Oh, as you go, you're yeah. editing. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. We can put this out tonight if we wanted to. But, oh, and uh, there's the front camera. There's another one there. Yeah, that's yours. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you know you're in show business, right? I, yeah. I, I like that just, you're just this dumb Ruby Hillbilly all of a sudden. I don't remember so many cameras. It was... It's, uh, it's looking like an interrogation. <laughs> Again, we yeah. think you may be the Golden State Killer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is perfect. Yeah, we brought it. Uh, uh, you get all of your... You have to know your mic's not on. You have to know we're not interested in what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Extra cameras, micro expressions. Uh, what do you say? I didn't hear it. Extra cameras are for micro expressions. You know how like the tells the, the the killer will give good, away. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's it's a timing thing. Like if he had gotten it in when it when he said it the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My now is this off. mic off because you turned it off or did no? You? I don't no, control I turn, his I mic. Oh, off. so you control your microphone? You chose to leave it off while you were talking. I forgot that I turned it. That's off. Look, embarrassing. I'm having a tough time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> gathered. All right. Do you guys edit the show as you go as well? Do you take some of the conversation out? No. Do you want us to? No, no. I'm just curious. I mean, if you do some cuts, occasionally, and, yeah. occasionally there'll be a cut. If a guest will come on and tell a story that maybe, uh, hey, here's what happened on the set of this movie, and then they get in their car and go, hey, you know what? I shouldn't have told that story about what oh, happened. They call you like, oh, yeah. Let's yeah. scratch the. Uh, do you guys ever edit like with a high pitched voice? Guys ever do anything? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. We, well, we usually like to leave everything in, but uh, no. Could you? Do that? I think it's a good idea. That gets out, and of course we. Uh, uh, take it out. Yeah. And then you tell a story yourself. And then I tell it. <laughs> a buddy of mine once yeah, told me right. that I... <laughs> Different name. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you have time for one more? Sure. All right. Um, yeah, I promised you I would do Look of the Wind Below. Because, you know, here's the history of this. What, the first time I ever saw you was at uh, Jinx. Is that his name? Is it Jinx? Oh, Vinx. 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 It was at a house <laughs> show at his... Studio, I guess. Vinks. Yeah, he was on Pangea Records. I want to say. Vinks. Yeah, he was Sting's percussionist for like a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Ellis was in town the first time I ever saw him live. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and, and it turned out to be three days after I bought that CD. Mm-hmm. I said, "Who is this guy?" Did more research. Holy shit, he's in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was told it was sold out. I then got a phone call the morning of. Hey, we have tickets available. Danielle and I went, and all the only song I wanted to hear was "Look at the Wind Blow." In addition, to all the others. Mm-hmm. And right as you were about to do it, you broke a string and you're like, well, I can't do that song now because that's that guitar. Okay. I'm like, okay, great. Well, then you know what? The next time he's uh, in town, he'll uh, do it. And uh, he didn't do it. And then he didn't do it. And then when he was on our show the first time, he went, oh, I can't. That's a different guitar. <laughs> and so I've never heard this song live is my point. Um, okay. It is. Uh, Sounds like he's got a lot of excuses for why he doesn't play this song. <laughs> yeah, this is. You know, I've, I've been, uh, you know, yeah, people pick on me for that. But I, I bring two guitars generally unless I'm flying, in, in which case I only bring one. When I'm driving, I bring three guitars. And one is a tenor guitar. And a lot of the gu- songs are written on that guitar. Mm-hmm. They do not translate because they're in, it's in a different key. And all of the nuances of the guitar are different when you jump to another one. So. Some guitars play some songs and some guitars mm. play other songs, and that's mm. the way I. Will this one play this one? <laughs> we're hopeful. Okay, we're hopeful. All right. Uh, but I haven't oh, played you this. You heard song. that rich tone before. You know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played this in years, and uh, I didn't rehearse it, so. All right. I 
no, you son of a bitch, <laughs> you son of a, it's never going to happen. Uh, I can, I can. Uh, what's the first line? Fuck. Yes, do it, yeah. All right, I'll pull it up. This is the, just the kind of thing you want to have happen. There's nothing, uh, hang on, full lyrics, hang on. Well, I'm only 17, but I want much more. Yeah, I'm only 17, but I want much more than a small town girl should bark and forth. More than standing in one place, yeah, waiting on the next James Dean. I live in this town, it's like it's gripped in the Bible Belt. Man, I'm bared in my back. I took the welts, I only pray to get out of here. Maybe someday I will find out if the world is green. There's nothing to do in this town at night But sit in my car and watch the street lights Stare out the window at the pizza joint What's the point? Wish I could buy my Ford a sale Hey, hey, look at the wind blow Local beauty queen is tied to the captain of the baseball team. They got a baby on the way. At least that's what the kids are saying. But the wedding, I'm told, it must take place to save both families from disgrace. But the whole town knows, you see, it ain't like she's not showing. Oh, there is nothing to do in this town at night. Sitting in my car, watching the street lights, staring out the window at the pizza joint. What's the point? Wish I could buy my Ford sale. Hey, hey, look at the wind blow. Just look at the wind blow. Tommy Bates, it's in his car and he waits for his girl at a Lucky's Diner. They're at the end of the loop, he's drinking soup while she puts on more eyeliner. Pass them once, pass them twice, I'll pass them back again. They got an old Range Rover from the next town over and their headlights are light friends. All their headlights are my friends. There is nothing to do in this town at night. Sit in my car, watching the street lights, staring at the window, the pizza joint. What's the point? Wish I could buy my Ford sale. Hey, hey, look at the wind blow. Hey, hey, look at the wind blow. Hey, hey, look at the wind. You did it! I didn't get a chance to run it because I was running late, and then I had the guitar in my hand. I'm like, I can't remember the first line. Um, and I panicked. I could. I just was singing it this morning in the car, and I panicked. Yeah. And 
But we got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take full right. credit. We well, did it. You did it. <laughs> and you don't need to edit it. No, not at all. Uh, There's no editing necessary. Fine. I kept on playing through it. So. <laughs> it's fun. It was great. It's worth the wait, right, Jimmy? I think it was. Yeah, it's a great a little backup vocals there? I did give a little backup vocal. Mm-hmm. Right? You did. It sounded great. Did it sound okay? Yeah, yeah. it sounded like the Everly Brothers there. <laughs> okay. I don't, am I the third guy that isn't in the family? Am I the, am I the Zeppo of the Everly Brothers? <laughs> Um, they, Everly. they hated each other, by the way. The Everly Brothers? Yeah. Phil and uh, yeah, they, the other guy? Cats and dogs. <laughs> What's yeah. the other guy's name? Phil and, da- Phil and Don? Don. Right, Phil and Don. Yeah. I didn't know they hated right. each other. Yeah. By the end, I mean, oh. I, I, it's hard not to. It's a lot of time together. That's why bands break up. Yeah. I mean, if you were in the Beatles and you chose to walk away from that. <laughs> right. Things, things must be pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. right? No, John Yoko Lennon. must be pretty good. <laughs> you blame her. You're one of the guys that blames uh, her. No, no, they were on their way out. I think Ringo actually quit the band first. I think everyone like threatened to quit and walked away and then were coaxed back in. But I think John Lennon might have had the final final goodbye. If I'm not mistaken, John Lennon said, life is what happens when you're busy making plans. That's what John Lennon said, that he quit the fucking band. Ah. <laughs> it's a lyric. It's an Ellis Paul lyric. Yes. Look at that. Two for two, Elliot. You and I. <laughs> Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thanks for supporting my music. Of course, love it. Yeah, in, in, in love it. it. And thank, uh, you. thank you. I interrupted you complimenting us because I'm not, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Ellis Paul was our guest. Thank you again for being here. Yeah. Uh, we go around the home. We say goodbye. We say goodbye to the Pop Culture Base. There is Garen Cockrell uh, over there at the uh, uh, Saturday Chevrolet. Uh, Mission Control, that's Elliot Hopper behind the dashboard, that's the Honcho Map on that. Our friend Ellis Paul, I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK 47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Hello, hello. This is Nagin Farsad. I am a comedian, a writer, a honey mustard enthusiast. I also host a podcast on Earwolf called Fake the Nation. So here's the deal. Every Thursday, I invite two of my favorite politically savvy comedian pals and policy buffs, and we kvetch about news and politics. And I'm talking about people like W. Kamau Bell, Robin Thede, Brian Safi, Asif Manvi, John Lovett. Guys, the list goes on. What I'm saying is we get very funny, fancy people. And together, we chat about things like the Russia investigation, Syria, the EPA, you know, just some of the light stuff. But we also do the light stuff. And we do it in three tasty little segments that are rung in with this cool bell. Yeah, that's the bell. So, you guys, check out Fake the Nation on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. There's new episodes every Thursday evening.